We going? We are we are live. 2012, what do you think? 2012 was the year that the world ended, and that is the year we are going to... This is the last... This is the last year in the decade. Uh, yes, this is the last podcast we will have ever done. See, here's the thing. All of these are from the past. Yes. And are being released in the future, but the future is all of us trapped in purgatory. Yeah, these are all recorded in the years that we're reviewing. Yes. And now they're being released so, after everyone on the planet is dead. Yes. So and so, keep in mind when you're listening to them that each of the previous three podcasts have been one year apart each. That seems on brand for us, though. We're not <laughs> really good at maintaining any good. form of order or timely fashion. How about law? Law and order? Mm-hmm. Special victims unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The is best that, one. Is that Dean Cain? It's <laughs> Dean Cain. Is it Dean Cain? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's on brand for us to do one podcast a year for a decade. Yeah. Ooh, should we legit release these one per year? <laughs> no. In the For the 2020s? That's like 2010 in 2020, 2011, and 2021? Do you think you, we're going to remember to do, do that? Do you think we're going to be alive in 2029? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you think we're going to be alive in 2021? That's even a stretch. I hope coronavirus gets a hold of us. But yeah. I also hope that we look back on this podcast in several years and go, what was coronavirus? Yeah. And then we'll be like, look it up and be like, oh yeah, it was that thing that we everybody thought was going to kill them it's before, either like before it's... airborne contagious AIDS happened. <laughs> yeah. It's either another, like, SARS, bird flu, whatever, or it kills all of us. Yeah. It's one of the two. I don't feel like there's a middle ground. It's SARS, too. Remember when SARS was a big deal? I do. And then nothing. And, and then nothing. Avian bird flu, and that bird was flu, nothing. Swine uh, flu, H1N1. H1N1. Like, it happens, all right? Yeah. I get it. China's a filthy place, and then they try to filthy. kill us all. They're, they're animals. <laughs> also. <laughs> These Chinese pigs giving us their disgusting oink, 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 <laughs> their disgusting made up new virus neither one of us is in our 60s no or a child yeah and we're white yeah. so we're fine yeah by the way i don't i don't know why this isn't in the news cycle white people can't get the coronavirus or, or black people appears yeah yeah that is the one downside yeah. <laughs> but, but the, on the upside china Korea. Italy, Korea, Iran, yeah. Israel, all the hits. This virus knows what it's doing. Did we genetically create this virus through mental... I mean, did you read that weird... Was it us wishing and hoping and it into wishing existence? and hoping for and... Chinese to die in. <laughs> I just think of that song as wishing and hoping and hugging and fucking. <laughs> That is the logical progression of things. You wish, then you hope, then you hug, then you fuck. Unless you're really kid, then. Then it's yeah. the other way. <laughs> then you, you fuck, fuck first. You fuck first. And then you kiss at the end. Yeah. Like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. And their kids. Yes. What uh, you were going to say, did you hear about the wild... Oh, uh, like right when Corona was like popping off, there was this like weird article about this like Harvard biomedical guy who... Um, it had some link to like the creation of the coronavirus in oh. China. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to find it, but it was it was strange. I thought it was from drinking bat soup. Yeah, bat soup seems to be the most common thing. There's also something about uh, pangolins. Those, those weird penguins of... and jangles. They're <laughs> no, they're they're uh, they're penguins who are pansexual. Ah, yeah. Uh, aren't no, they, aren't they all? 
Uh, pangolins are those weird sort of armored, uh, kind of armadillo-y, echidna-y things. Oh, okay. Yeah. And something with them, pangolin soup, Are I don't we know. sure it's not just because they live in shit and there's too many of them crammed into tiny spaces and literally our bodies are a toxic vestibule for... <laughs> For poison. And that rural China might as well exist 1,000 years ago because they have not advanced yep. a single lick, nor have their superstitions. Did you see that NASA uh, aerial view of Wuhan uh, before the virus outbreak and after the virus outbreak? A lot less yellow after. Should I leave? <laughs> what, what are we... No, I think... How, how I do think, we handle this? I think you're in the right place. Okay. Uh, it was, I'm going to be on the white side of history It here. was like the white side thank you uh it was all of the power usage and like oh like lights at night and then now is it just is, like dark it's dark it's literally dark because nobody yeah. can go out at night nobody can do right, anything. Right. there's nothing running um but i also don't trust the chinese government and anything they do or say no they're like oh the cases are going down less people are dying yeah I... it's like really because korea and italy and iran are going mm. up severely yeah like, they're going up faster than it originally went up in China. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the Chinese government is lying to us. No. <laughs> but. They would never. They're still not the bad guys. No. They are still number two at best. <laughs> yeah. They will never surpass Israel. <laughs> number one bad guys forever. <laughs> For life. It's a it's a real like retiring the jersey number. Yeah, they it, retired Israel's number one. Israel, Israel's number eight for the L.A. Lakers yeah. has been retired forever as the worst people, <laughs> as ultimate villains. No one can ever wear the number one in the, in the league ever again. Their records cannot be broken. Games played, points scored, no. uh, innocent civilians murdered. Untouchable. Weapon, weapons to rocks ratio. Yeah, rockets launched at children throwing rocks. <laughs> the ratio will never be surpassed. <laughs> They've only been around since like the 40s. It's amazing. Yeah. 50s? When did Israel become uh, it was, it was po Yeah, post-World War II, yeah, like 50, 52 or something. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I can look it up. That's why we, we have phones. Um... But, that, despite our, our hard stances on coronavirus and China and Israel, that is not why we are here. And despite all our rage, we are still just bats in cages. Weird to say plural. Bats, bats in cages. Interesting. Yeah. And that takes us back to corona. And it takes us back to corona. It's a full, it's full circle. Billy Corgan knew what he was talking uh, about. 19, 1948 was when it was declared, and it was, uh, it was recognized by most... Uh, like worldly countries in How? in May 1949, so a year later. Okay. Um, How did Palestine feel about it? Pretty good. Probably pretty good about pretty, it. Pretty chill. Um, they are definitely doing okay. Yep. Somebody checked in on them. You know, they're uh, they're perfectly safe and <laughs> snuggled in their. I'm beds. glad they're all safe and snuggled. They are. They are uh, not in crisis mode. <laughs> they are not being uh, tortured and murdered and abused. By their older brother, who looks exactly like them. <laughs> here are some brown guys over here with sticks and rocks. Yep. You guys get to play war with these guys over here with nuclear with weapons. Nuclear missiles. And the, um, the highest trained military force in the world. <laughs> Don't worry, it's an even playing field. Don't worry, Nick Kroll's dad is on it. Uh, so, this. This? Formally. Hmm. 
uh, is the worst year of our lives presents. When people say formally instead of formerly, do you lose your mind? Formerly? Well, when you're saying, you know, something is former. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner. First thing that came to mind. Yeah. When people say formally Caitlyn Jenner. Formerly Caitlyn yeah. Jenner? Like, people say that. And, Do they? Oh, blood comes out of my ears. Maybe I just zone out of it. It's horrible. But I hate it. Yeah, it's bad. So, the worst year of our lives presents... Presents the, the best, best decade of our, lives. of our lives. Episode number three. Yep. The year of our Lord, 2000, and then 10, and then 2. Yep. Uh, this is the last one. Uh, <laughs> the last you... 2012, the last one. We made it three, guys. We made it three. <laughs> Pardon oh, me. Boy. Uh, 2011. Got any regrets? Ooh. Um. When, yeah. I don't know if I have regrets, because I don't remember my list. <laughs> I can uh, that for you. I wrote it in my thing on my phone several days later from memory mm-hmm. don't know if it matches what I said on the podcast well you can look at the paperwork afterwards if you have the paperwork handy I will take it it's in the kitchen can you make it I can I can vamp if you know you exactly vamp? where it is I, I'm probably I hope I, I hope I walk back into a conversation I don't want to be involved in full transparency I'm probably just going to do the intermission music from Monty Python and the Holy oh. Grail as quick please put your pants back on hey i need that to sing <laughs> this is my singing outfit this is my singing dick uh let me see did i get it right uh 10 yes 9 yes 8 yes Seven, yes. Six, yes. I got it correct from memory. Oh, good for you. Your autism knows no bounds. And correct from memory. Memory. Uh, <laughs> so looking, which if they sang that in cats, it would be about the fact that all the cats don't have the right number of memories. Yes. One is not enough. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we can all agree one is not enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One set of memories. Terrifying. Should be, should be four sets. Three to four, easily. Yeah. It varies, but... Let's go with four. Minimum. I like, I like me I like me a thick woman, so I like four. <laughs> Room for four. Room for four. <laughs> Room to grow. <laughs> I regret not putting Girl with Dragon Tattoo on my list. Oh, yeah, yeah, you... It's I, too late now. Did you say it, like, that... I was going to... After, then, after we recorded, or the we next rec- day? It was when we recorded... And and it was I was deciding if I was going to slot it as number ten. Yeah. But I was concerned oh, that right, putting right. it at ten would be like because like if we both have a ten, which means you have to kiss. Oh, that's not, yeah, yeah, put yeah, it yeah. In just so we can just kiss. so we, yeah. So I and I, I, I said if you felt strongly, you could put it in, and we and no wouldn't kiss. have to kiss. Yeah. But I stuck to my I stuck to my ground, and uh, you know I set up shop, and now I'm closing up shop. And <laughs> that's fair. I'm disappointed I didn't put it on the list. Yeah, so, yeah, 2010, 2011, I had Fincher movies. Yes. It, at number 10. Yes. Can, uh, can you do it at 2012? Nope. nope. No, I can't. <laughs> can I continue the trend of having French language films as my number one? It's And what's interesting, entirely possible you could, but yeah, I don't know. Um, now, I, I don't think I have any other regrets, per se. I think it's a, I think it's a solid list. Uh, you hadn't seen my number one. 
I had not. We then watched my number one after the podcast. It was very good. Very good. Do you think it would have been in consideration for your list or no? I, I think it it could have made the list. It, it wouldn't have been my number one, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think it could have made potentially made the ten. Gotcha. Yeah. The, we both felt that 2011 was pretty difficult. Which was interesting, because... Because we had, like, what, 22 and 19? Something like that. Something like that. Because going into this whole thing, because uh, I had, like, my th- things I've seen that will probably be on the list, and then, like, 2C. And for 2010-11, I had a lot 2C, but not many that, like, needed to be on the list. I'm like, oh, 2010-2011 going to be easy. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, that's just because I haven't seen any okay. fucking movies from these years. Yeah. And they were really hard, especially 2011. 2012, definitely easier. 2012 was easier. I feel like at any point I only had 12 yeah. or 13. My my absolute max, if I could put every single movie I wanted on a list, it would be 14. And it wasn't that hard to get it to 10. Right. Um. De- yeah, def- definitely much easier. Um. And I felt like this was the year where looking at the Oscar winners and stuff was really useless. Because <laughs> I look at it and I was like, oh, all of these are fine. I feel like it's the year of, like, it's fine Oscar noms. Yeah, I have I have a couple that were nominated for stuff. Yeah, I have and some, others that, that, I have some that were nominated, but, like, some of the... If you look at best... Is what one? If you look Ar- at, is this Argo? This is Argo. Yeah. If you look at best picture for 2012... Of the, because this was the first year that they did eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Jesus. This is the first year that they did all a max max amount. Because they they started doing more than five in two thousand nine. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I believe this one was the one. So I remember they... two thousand nine had all kinds of similar titles because two thousand nine had up and up in the air in the and air. a single man and a serious, serious man. man. Uh, this was the Oscars that was hosted by Seth MacFarlane, which is the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Oh, um, yeah, two, it's eight, not four, five, great. Six, seven, eight, nine. I thought it was nine. Mm. Well, no kisses now. None. Um, but yeah, this was a real, like, meh year for, uh... So, uh, Oscar noms. of the nominations, what do we got? Because there's gotta be something... And I don't name them, because what if they're on the list? I guess. But we can I, think, I think we can all safely say there were... I'm sure there were nominated movies better than Argo. I think of the list, for me personally, although I can look at it and you can't. Mm. Um, Give it to me after. One, two, three, four four that are better than Argo. Four of the other eight. Four of the other eight that are better than Argo. Let me see. Um, That one is, that one is, that one is. Nope. Yep. Questionable. I'm going to say yeah, so I'm going to say one, two, three, four... Maybe five. I'm going to say solidly five or better. Hmm. But, I guess... And um, possibly six. Was Argo... Um, hey, uh, Argo, fuck yourself. Was it, Am I right? Was it aggro? Aggro. Wasn't that a Doug Benson joke? I think so. He wanted, he wanted to go see something about... <laughs> I don't even know, like... Uh, farming or something. He made some joke about it. What truck was I behind yesterday? Oh, Agritrans, which I assume is farmers who cut their dicks off. Oh, oh, Jesus. (laughs) That sucks. Was this a uh, Harvey Weinstein movie? I 
I assume all the movies in this time are Harvey Weinstein movies. I'm, I'm going to assume, like, I mean, one half of all Oscar nominees are Weinstein. Also, like, Ben and Weinstein are, like, our homeboys, so. Yeah. That makes me think, uh, you know. But I also love, like, P.S., uh, Argo is not on either of our lists. Nope. Because it's not a great movie. It's not that good. And, like... It's okay. It's fine. I don't dislike it. It's just not going to be making any lists. I, uh, I think that... There was, um, it was a good Daniel Tosh joke about. I think I know where you're going. Fo- focusing you're, on yes. the eight people that got away, you stayed in the nice house, stayed in the nice house, <laughs> and whined about being bored and not being able to leave, and the, the, not the three hundred hostages that were tortured and starved for yeah. four hundred days. Yeah. Like what a what a like, more than a year. What a lazy fucking movie to make. Yeah. Like, I'm going to focus on the easy part. Like, oh, I'm so bored in this house. I wish I was getting tortured and starved. I can't eat any more of this stuffed goose. (laughs) Fuck you. Have I eaten goose before? No, no, have you? I don't think I've eaten goose meat. I've had foie gras. gras? That's goose, right? I don't know, is it? Let's say yes. But I haven't eaten, like, a goose breast. Faux foie gras? Faux foie gras? <laughs> I like duck. I don't think I've ever had duck. The duck's great. I don't think I've ever had too many game. You know, like... Venison? I've had venison. And Venison's I've had, good. I've had bison. Yeah. I think that's about it. Bison can be hit and miss. Bison can be very gamey or good. I had bison burgers that were, like, processed, so they were probably, like, on the higher end of tasting good, because yeah. they were treated. Yeah. Venison I like. Duck is great. Duck uh, duck is weird because, like, you'd think it would be in, like, the chicken family of meat because it's a yeah. bird, but it's way closer to red meat. I was going to say, isn't it kind of, like, oily? Or, like, eh. greasy? It can, I, I would assume the, like, dark meat of the duck would be greasier, but, like, duck breast is fucking good. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like I might have had quail once okay. at a wedding or something. But it was like, I don't. I, I think I was young and didn't really like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Don't. Yeah, I don't think I've had like quail or pheasant. I think pheasant's good, from what I hear. But uh, I'll leave. How about peasant? Peasant's great. Peasant's great. <laughs> Nothing like eating poor people. <laughs> the ultimate game. <laughs> the most dangerous game. Most dangerous game. Um, I actually. The reason I think that 2012 was such an easy year is because there's a lot of bad fucking movies in there 2012. There definitely are. Like, that's probably why there wasn't so as many good ones, is because there's so many bad ones. Like, I literally wrote down eight worst of 2012 movies. I could have done a top ten worst movies of 2012. <laughs> because that's I, how I many bad wish you fucking had. movies there are. <laughs> there's more that I didn't write down that were on there that were just as bad. Um... But I think, uh, as is tradition, um, we will start with the Hans. Yep. Uh, this is an even year, so I go first. I'm doing oh, evens, that? you're doing odds. Also, we did it last time. I don't... Don't talk to me. Like you don't remember. Like I'm saying. supposed to remember that. You're going to have to tell me this next time? Uh, I will. Uh, okay, so there's a couple that are I wrote on the list that just... I don't know, got, got pushed out or just weren't on the list. Um, I think Zero Dark Thirty's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was amazing. I thought Silver Linings Playbook was good, but just barely missed out. 
21 Jump Street is really fun. Yes. Uh, 20, I That is one of those comedies, like mainstream comedies, that I... Expected to fail. Yeah, and, and like I go, I go in with no expectations because I'm like, this is going to be a mainstream it's comedy. It's a comedy in the 2010s. Yeah, I'm like, oh, actually very really, funny. Really funny. Like, well done, lots of good jokes. Yeah, jo- Jonah Hill and, and Tang Chan Tatum playing like out of their norms. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, not playing their generic... Uh, uh, styles or types. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very funny. Um, Love is All You Need, which is the next Suzanne Beers movie. I just just didn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, Still not your favorite because you love Bird Box so I much. I love Bird Box so much. Uh, Room 237. Yes! Very excellent documentary about the making so of Shining. So silly! Um, just a lot of conspiracy theories about what certain things mean in the movie or how the movie was made. I or... just like, like, th- someone should make a documentary about Room 237. <laughs> yes! Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it starts, like, just, like, interesting theories about The Shining. And, like, oh, that's cool. That kind of makes sense. And then it the just goes land. off the oh, fucking rails. He, he faked the moon landing. And yeah, see, this like, guy, he's a minotaur. What are you talking about? What do you mean a minotaur? <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. I love it. Um, then uh, I put Lincoln down, which didn't really, it was close to making the list, but it's, uh, it's, it's long. It's a long movie. I it's like, long. I, I like Steven Spielberg a I, lot. I like Daniel Day. I like Daniel Day and Lewis a lot, yeah. but it's very long. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that was sort of uh, something along the lines of 21 Jump Street was uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Yep. Because um, I didn't think it was going to be good, and then... Because I just thought it would be a dumb comedy. Yeah. But it's like actually kind of like a depressing drama yeah. at times. But it's um, but it's not melancholia. Yeah. 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 It's got comedy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's the, the the story is very good. I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Steve Carell's like kind of first attempt at being a serious actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, of course, because you don't like animated movies, uh, I like animated movies. I have a Brave on there. Uh, hey, don't paint me as the guy who doesn't like animated movies. You you hate all animated movies. I do not. You've never liked an animated movie. You've never I, seen an animated movie. I, I, I don't understand them. They you con- look in real. They they confuse me. You look in real pictures, not drawn pictures. <laughs> no, I love animation. I do not love Pixar. Well, you're wrong. Also, this wasn't Pixar. This was regular Disney. Fuck off. Well, I'm sorry. Same Two shit. Two different things. Same Two shit. Two different pieces of a company. But to be fair, I, if that's the case, I could, in theory, watch, watch Brave. Brave. The thing, the reason why I like Brave is because it is a throwback to the classic Disney movies. Does someone turn into a bear? Yeah, the mom turns into a real bear. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll give cool. you that. Um, but it's a throwback to... Like, I mean, every the, time I say that, I feel like the the best guy on Catfish. All right, you got me there. Yeah. Who's got the most depressing life of anyone. Um, I love him. Then, um, Guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, just look. I assume search. A... If you type in catfish, the clapper it comes up. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I was just gonna search best guy on cat in the history yeah. of catfish yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's the fucking man. Yeah. Um, there's a really a champ. really good like low budget comedy movie uh, called Bernie, starring yeah, yeah. Jack Black. Jack Black. That's really um, good. I feel someone of note directed or wrote it is is Paul Feig. 
No, is like is like Noah Baumbach involved in that? Oh, maybe. You no, mean. I'm thinking of Greenberg. I'm thinking of Greenberg. I confuse, Greenberg. I, can, I confuse Greenberg and Bernie because they both have that burr sound in it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That, yeah, one's about a regular guy, that, one's about no, a Jew. That's how mentally retarded I am. Is they both have a sound in Richard them. Richard Linklater. Linklater. Okay, yeah, so it is. So, yeah. But uh, the cat, the cast good. Jack, Jack Black, Shirley MacLaine, Matthew McConaughey. Like, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's it's a uh, it's funny and it's a different type of character for Jack Black, not just fatty fall down go boom. Um, I mean, I hate to deviate from the classic, but <laughs> well, he's been replaced by Melissa McCarthy now. So That's true. She's fatty go boom. Yeah, uh, he's don't want to act anymore, uh, guy. But what about um... look? If he stops acting and we get a new Tenacious D album, I am totally fine with that. Sure. Uh, but I was going to say, what about that uh, weird uh, Eli Roth movie that looked like Goosebumps too? The house with the, the, co- house with the clocks with a, in the with walls. With a cock in its walls? Cocks in its balls. <laughs> I'm going to get a cock in, in, your, in balls. your walls. <laughs> your back walls. Back walls? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's unfinished back there. <laughs> um, another interesting one is a documentary called The Queen of Versailles, which is about a family in Florida... I'll have something to say about oh, that movie. Okay, well, uh, The Sessions. <laughs> yep. Uh, I put Life of Pi because I wasn't sure if it was going to be on this list or not because I feel like it's kind of overrated. It's still good looking. But, okay. um, <laughs> go, going against uh, things I've said in the past, a movie no. directed by Paul Dano, who I do not like, called Ruby Sparks. But I actually... I did not know he directed... I thought Wildlife was the first one he directed. No, I believe he huh. d- or directed or wrote it. Maybe wrote. But, I, I, but I really want to say Wildlife was the first one he directed. I am not... Also, Wildlife sucks. <laughs> I have no intention of seeing it. It's bad. Um, also, because I kind of find Zoe, Zoe Catan, like, really, really adorably cute. How about Chris Catan? No, I don't like that. How about Zoe Deschanel? Uh, I don't really like Zoe Deschanel. How about Coco Chanel? Who's Coco Chanel? The perfume bitch? Oh. Nah. She, was a, she mean, was a Nazi sympathizer. I mean, That's pretty cool. Interest. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm back in. in. <laughs> yeah, um, she was like full of, oh, 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 the Germans are coming? Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm in. What can uh, I do oh, for you? Oh, so she's really Finland. Well, no, she was, I mean, a lot of France, honestly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of France. Uh, I lied. It was, full. It, was, it was written by Zoe Kazan. Okay. It was directed by somebody else. But her and Paul Dano were a couple at the time. I don't think they're a couple anymore because I think there was some... Oh, some, so, you some gave, violence. so you gave her boyfriend credit yeah. for the movie she it was, did. It was real bright eyes. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I never saw it. I didn't it either. Because by a person I hate, but... Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like I had a funny tweet about it. It was like, Bright Eyes is the best Tim Burton movie in years. It also sucks. <laughs> Very true. I'm sure it does. Which, to be fair, is a joke I stole from uh, Drew Cordero about that uh, Limp Biscuit album that came out like later. Gold, gold Cobra. Yeah, Gold uh, Gold Cobra. <laughs> gold Cobra is a total throwback to Significant Other. It's also terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, the last few on my hon- my honorable mention list, um, a, uh, a movie called Compliance, which was based on that real life, uh, yep. phone call to a McDonald's. So good. Uh, look it up. I'm not, I don't want to give you any details of it. Just look up Compliance. Just watch Compliance. Watch it. It's, it's fucking yeah. great. Um, a documentary called The Invisible War, which was about, uh, 
women getting sexually assaulted in the military, which was pretty good. <laughs> which was, I don't know, bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, a a uh, sort of culty hit movie, I guess, uh, Chronicle. Yeah. Which is pretty good. That's the, I don't remember the guy's name, but Chronicle got that. Dane Dahan is his name. No, director. He is in that movie, and you are a big Dane-iac. I, I'm, you know what? You pulled that one out. <laughs> I don't know how, but you stuck the landing. <laughs> um, yeah, Dane Dahan, he seems to have, like, cooled off. I think Good. the rest of Hollywood has realized he's, one, terrible, two, ugly. Ugly as fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know what they were thinking. But Josh he, Trank, who did the really bad Fantastic Four. Yes, Horror. so Chronicle is, I haven't seen it. People like it. Yeah. Um, Chronicle got him... Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. And what has he done since Fantastic Four? Well, nothing, because, like, Fantastic Four happened, it then, uh, at some t- point during the editing process, he basically quit, yeah. and uh, has done nothing. No, he's done, he's done nothing. nothing. He, has, he has not yeah. directed another thing since 2015 when he did the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I believe it's pronounced Fent- Fent-Fork-Stick. Fent-Fork-Stick. <laughs> Fork-Stick. Uh, and then the last thing I got on the list, uh, Place Beyond the Pines... I like it, except for I don't like it. Because, like, it's two movies in one. It is two movies. I like part of it, and then I don't like the other part of it. I think I, think I like both parts. I like right. the Ryan Gosling part a lot. It's better than the Bradley Cooper part. I don't part. really like the Bradley Cooper part. Yeah. No, the, um, the Gosling part's better. Yeah. For sure. And then the last movie I cut from my top ten uh, is a, a Norwegian film called Kontiki. Which oh, yeah. was nominated for best foreign language film. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I think it's just because I like man versus nature, like survivally kind of movies. Yep. Um, and it's got like cool visuals in it. Like it's takes a lot of uh, ideas from Life of Pi, I guess. Yeah. They definitely kill a shark, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my Hans. That's a uh, I had a good chunk that matched. Uh, Place Beyond the Pines was one of the last ones I cut for the top ten because I do like it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it should have, even though it's not the best movie, I was really, maybe because of when in the year it came out, mm-hmm. I was surprised it got nothing for Oscars. Yeah, it, it seems like, like it could, something that... Like, it could be a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. It seems like up their alley. Yeah. It, but it got zero, like, like consideration for anything, which was kind of surprising. It, but it didn't come out in Oscar season. No. It came out in, like, spring. It was spring. It yeah. Was spring. yeah, yeah. So um, I remember talking, yeah, I remember talking about it, uh... Yeah, and I guess our 2013 New York trip, which was June. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I think spoiling it for Kelly. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> we were all talking about it, and it seemed like Kelly had seen it, and but but, but then he hadn't, and I was like, oh. Then say something stupid. Whoops. <laughs> uh, compliance I had. Uh, silver linings I had. Um, what else? Uh, one that I think is kind of one that I think you hate, uh, Spring Breakers. Oh, it's going to get mentioned. Oh, it is? But not in my Really? <laughs> really? I think it's like a kind of fun satire. I'm gonna I'm gonna and I do like weird Harmony Korean. I like the most recent Harmony Korean I watched. I mean, they're similar. No, that one's... That one, Beach Bum is so much more fun than Spring it's, it's more fun, but like they're Spring not... Spring was just frustrating to watch. <laughs> they're not wildly different movies. Well, I feel like, I mean, McConaughey's got way more charisma and personality than James fucking Franco has. Sure. So I feel like it's a kind of a different... And movie. Franco was the bad guy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, good on him for portraying a character that fits who he is in real life. <laughs> it fits his vibe. Yeah. Uh, what else did I have? Um, oh, uh, it's such a beautiful day that, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld, uh, animated, have you seen anything Don Hertzfeld, that, like, uh, that, it, I'm sure it's on YouTube and I've seen it, like, they always play that, like, animation festivals and stuff, um, uh, Rejected, it's like a series of just, like, animated shorts that, like, every company in the world turned down that he submitted because they're insane. <laughs> And they're they're sort of stick figurey and they're uh, I had to physically look it yeah. up. But yeah, yeah, but does yeah. it look familiar? Yep. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful day is like uh, a feature length that. And then he did one called World of Tomorrow, right? And World of Tomorrow too, both of which I need to watch for those respective years. I will also. Yeah, but it's really cool. It's insane. Uh, Hertzfeld's like a really interesting guy, and Hertzfeld, it's interesting. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's like it, it's like if a cartoon had an existential crisis, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Oh, I forgot that came out. Yeah, that's pretty good. A good one. I, do, I, do I can't put a top ten. And like Tim as, Eric, as much as you want, to. as much as I would like to. Yeah. Um, and I think Tim and Eric is better suited for a fifteen minute Adult Swim show versus a feature length movie. Yeah. But there's lots of funny stuff in the movie. If you broke that up into, like, episodes yeah. of, like, a season of something, yeah. it'd be great. Yes. But as a full movie, it's kind of... Yeah. There's some parts that It's, are it's like, not really the right format for yeah. them, but I'm... It's still fun. I'm glad they made a movie, though. It's and, still fun. Yeah. Uh, shrimp. Sounds like shrimp. <laughs> Sounds like shrimp. Yeah, you want to get the shrimp for lunch? <laughs> what else did I have? Clients I said, Place Real Pines. Uh, reality was pretty cool. Uh, Italian movie about a guy who gets obsessed with getting onto Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It yeah. It was it was an interesting concept. Uh Simon Killer, you and I watched. Oh, I forgot to write that down. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good actually. It was pretty good. Yeah. Not top ten. No. But um enjoyable. Enjoyable and like an interesting like violent. Violent and like interesting exploration of a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I think we both found I mean, relatable. We, we watched that really long ago, so like I forgot about it. It was like the first one of the first things we, we watched when we decided to do this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, we both do really. <laughs> um, Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, it's pretty good. A, li- a little too wacky, but I do like Sam Rockwell a lot. Rockwell's good. Rockwell's like one of my favorite actors. But yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, the Source Family documentary about. Um, mm. They uh, sort of started as like a, a health food restaurant in California in the '60s, and then uh, then they started offering like meditation and yoga classes, and then pretty quickly turned into a big old cult. <laughs> and uh, like many other cults, uh, starts with like kind of good intentions, and then the guy who leads it starts taking fourteen wives, <laughs> and then it gets weird. <laughs> been a part uh, of a lot of cults. Some as a leader, some as a follower. You have more fun as a follower, but you get more money as a leader. <laughs> they, which, uh, watching that and, like, several, and that other slightly more recent one, Holy Hell, mm. um, and just thinking about those, uh, so I have, currently have a tweet in my <laughs> drafts folder ready to go uh, that says... Uh, I would love to come away from any cult documentary thinking something other than all these people are fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, 
such is life. And anything else that I have? Oh, I wanted to mention, like, someone in love. Because having now seen <laughs> uh, Certified Coffee, Like Someone in Love, and 24 Frames, I think... I think there is one more movie that's, like, well-regarded that I will have to watch. I can't remember what. Something later than this. I don't think I'm into Abbas Kiarostami. He's, he's not, not your guy? I don't think he's my guy. Yeah. Like, cert- Certified Copy is, like, very well-reviewed critically, and it did not do it for me the way I wanted it to do it for me. Like, Someone in Love really didn't do it for me. Like, it, it just mm. ended, and I was like, what was the point of that? No, nothing is important. What was the fucking point? I was I was mad at, like, Someone in Love at the end of it. And then... I was just kind of glad it was over. <laughs> like, I was like, like I could have fast-forwarded through the last, the like, however point, long. What's the point of any of this happening? And then 24 Frames isn't even a movie. Uh, yeah, there, there's nothing else in his... There, there, there's nothing after... 2012? Uh, Venice 70 Future Reloaded. I don't know what that is, but it nope, doesn't... Nope, neither of those. So I'm, oh, it's something earlier. It, oh, okay. oh, no, um, no, much earlier. 1990. Uh, the, uh... What is it? The Imposter? 1990. Yeah. Uh, Close Up? Close Up. That's the one. Yeah. That one, oh, that one's supposed to be cool. I can tell you this, but you're not going to be watching it for the, uh... You don't know. For the podcast. You don't, look, t- time is a flat circle. I'm time pro- is... It's all relative. <laughs> I'm going to... I ran and he's dead? No thanks. <laughs> yeah, he died just before 24 Frames came yes. out. Yes. Yeah. He died in 2016. Yeah. And he came out in 2017. Uh, your, your last movie was weird. Your last, it was just pictures. Your last movie... <laughs> it was just pictures. That's not cinema. That's an art gallery. Yeah, you like... you you. I think you accidentally picked the wrong format for what you wanted to do. <laughs> like, it was supposed to be an art gallery and you accidentally made a movie. Yeah. Like, so let's just put these together. We'll put it in a cinema. Let's see what kind of money we can make. Yeah. Oh, none. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I'll maybe watch close up after we do all of this. And then, uh, Karastami and I will part ways as friends. Well, luckily you won't have to see any more movies of him cause he's fucking dead. Yeah. And that was all for your Hans. I think that's it. Let yeah. me tell you about the worst movies of <sighs> 20 fucking 12. I hope you don't say something that's on my list. I don't think... Oh, no, it was just Spring Break. I don't think anything will be on your list. There's no way any of this is on your list. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to start off with a movie I did not see, but I can tell you it oh, is awful. Oh, I like your style. Rock of Ages. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see it. Everything either. about that movie screamed horrible. Yeah. Uh, nobody in that movie looked like they could sing. Original lead... In the musical is who? Go. Like the Broadway musical? Yes. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Chris Hardwick. Ugh. Isn't he a rapist? Um. And a, st- well, I, and a stinking drunk? Acor- uh, he certainly was. was. I think he stopped that. Uh, according to the internet, yes, absolutely rapist. Uh, looking further into it, I think just like kind of not a nice boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, but but that, that that equals rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. Well, anything equals rapist. Yeah, like he um, he held her down like gun in the pussy and asshole. <laughs> like, like, and mountain. He held three guns in. He her. brought a friend. He brought uh he brought Mike Furman in. Oh, that's firm. a deep cut. Firm. Hard and firm, baby. Hard and firm. Uh, 
Um, okay, so here... P.S. Uh, if someone wants to draw fan art of Arden Firm raping a woman with three guns... Please don't. For the love of God, do That's not, on you. Do not put that on the internet. Maybe. The DMs are always Unless you want to make it into a sticker and then send us stickers, because I'm all about stickers. <laughs> Telegram stickers, baby. No, I meant... Oh, actual stickers. Greta Thunberg stickers. Oh, Greta Thunberg stickers. Those are good, too. Um... <laughs> Here, this, this... Yeah, that, that's a good idea. DMs are open, at not Scott Henson, at Sarian Softbuzz. Send us stuff. For now. <laughs> For now. Uh, this list of worst movies has one actor in it three times, and it is probably not the actor you're thinking of. Who keeps... Get, let me get on my soapbox. Uh-oh. Who keeps Go, giving... Well, I... Taylor Kitsch movie <laughs> roles. He is fucking horrible. Go off, Queen. He is one of the worst actors <laughs> I've ever seen. He has no range. No, he's he bad. has no understanding of any uh, emotions. He ha- he's, no. he's he's the ki- fucking worst. He's kind of a caveman. John Carter. John Carter. One of the biggest money losers of all time was yep. supposed to make him a star. Battleship. Battleship. <laughs> Another huge money loser domestically. Both Paramount movies. Both Paramount movies. Both almost, together, Taylor Kitsch almost bankrupted Paramount. Um, good. He should have. <laughs> and the third one is a movie called Savages. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was... Which uh, I always confuse with The Savages, the Savages a different and good movie. Good. Yeah. Savages is an, is a fine, okay, whatever movie. There's violence and there's drugs and trafficking, whatever. It's the ending of the movie where they have all of the bad guy characters come together. Like, Salma Hayek is the leader of one drug cartel. Right. Uh, John Travolta is the leader of some other something something. Is John Travolta they're, playing Mexican or not? He's playing a white guy who might be Mexican. Okay. Uh, it, they're all in the desert. Everybody's there. They have this huge gunfight. Everybody fucking dies. All three of the main characters who are having like a weird love triangle the whole movie fucking die. <laughs> bloodshed everywhere. And then we uh, hit the rewind button and we go back ten minutes and uh, Blake Lively can sense that all of this bloodshed is going to happen and she stops it from happening. So they do and the, they, it's the Twilight ending? It's the Twilight ending. ending. And then they leave, Jesus. they leave and go to Mexico and have a three-way love triangle in Mexico. Cool. So you get to see all of this, like, wow, this is actually good violence. Like, everybody's getting fucking massacred. And then they're like, oh, JK, I can predict the future. We're going to Mexico, baby. Bullshit. Yeah, it was fucking infuriating. Yeah, that's um, bad. So, I also put Spring Breakers on this just because I thought it was fucking dumb. Uh, then, we get to have the Adam Sandler vehicle, That's My Boy. Spoiler, me too. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag me too. Hashtag spoiler me too. Yeah. Uh, that movie, I don't I, I don't know who keeps letting Sandler do things. Did we finish it? We could, I don't think we couldn't finish it. I don't it. think we finished it. Yeah. I think we got to be to like a point where we're like... We get it. We're we've, we've seen enough here. It's the same thing with um, the Magnificent... No, the Ridiculous Six. Oh, Ridiculous and Six. And like, it was on, but we weren't watching no. it. No. Um, and then a... We uh, moved on to other endeavors. And then a uh, Happy Madison production that we saw in theaters, Here Comes the Boom... Yes. Starring Kevin James. Yes, yes. Uh, Boss Rutten was not enough to save that movie. It was atrocious. Um, And then the two movies that I think are the worst of the decade. Do you want to... Of the decade? I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what? In contention? Maybe. 
have you said? Have I said yours? Just other than you said that's my boy, and I, I have two. I have that's my boy, and another one. You're not going to say the other one. Okay. Uh, so maybe if if Holmes and Watson hadn't been made this decade, this might be the worst movie made of the decade. Okay. The Three Stooges. Ooh. It is. It, if you, I'm sure even by Oscar winner Peter Fairley. I mean, Oscar winner Peter Fairley. I'm starring think, Oscar winner Will Sasso. <laughs> sure. I think and Oscar winner even, Sean Hayes even, and it, Oscar winner the third guy with an Italian name. No, maybe? it's Greek name. Greek. He was in the so office the last. He was in like the last season of the office. Abbas Kirostami. Maybe. Um, <laughs> John Stamos. No. He's got like a long like Greek. Last it's long. Name that yeah. You can't pronounce. Remember, was, when they were was, on, remember when they were on Raw and it was so clearly oh, obvious dear. that Sean Hayes did not want to be there? Yeah. And like he did not want to participate. Whereas Will Sasso. I mean, was Vince was probably calling it. him gay slurs backstage. Why wouldn't you? I guess he He's would. He's a total poo pusher. <laughs> uh, I think if you look back on it, even now, but like in the future, you're going to look back on it and say, who, who greenlit this? <laughs> it, there's, there's no jokes. It's not yeah. a funny movie. Hmm. And part of the movie involves Mo becoming a cast member of the Jersey Shore. Oh, that's... Uh, see, it's things like that that'll lead to a movie aging well. Yeah. But, okay, you got, you got two left still? I have one. It, oh, was two I, I have two. I have two total. One oh, of them is That's My Boy. Yes. Well, the one that I think is, and like, it's not even, it's a, it's a complete failure at an attempt <laughs> to make a movie. Like okay. they, this, this was a concept that had worked and they took it and then nobody involved in making the movie okay. knew how to make a movie. Ah, classic. This movie. Classic stumbling block. Stars a television actor fresh off of a big TV series. And George Clooney, a black man who is known for pretending he's not gay. A movie, Tyler Perry, is called Alex Cross. Ah, yes, yes. That movie has no right to be <laughs> in existence. Like they should have burned the footage as they were filming. It. <laughs> like, oh no, this done, has got to go. We're done. This this disc. All right, get rid of it. Flame it. it. <laughs> burn it. We're gonna keep filming, but burn it afterwards. <laughs> like no one. Just Matthew Fox's dialogue in the movie alone yeah. is not how any human in the history of cinema has ever spoken. Yeah. Uh, it is It is an abortion of a film. I I think, I feel like I had a tweet about that one, too. Uh, something to the effect of, like, I wonder how, uh, is it James Patterson? Mm-hmm. I wonder how James Patterson feels about Tyler Perry being on the cover of all his books now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> they did that. That's not even a joke. I mean, like, they, oh, yeah, of yeah. Course. yeah, yeah. Which he can't be saying. You know, about that. No, noted action star uh, Tyler, Perry. Tyler Perry. Now, if he was wearing a fat suit and a dress and talking like he was not gay, <laughs> then we're on to something. I'm not Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What a weird choice. Yeah, of things to happen. Just adapting an, a book, an action book, into a movie that like. No one involved knew how to make a movie. Yeah, and like the previous Alex Cross was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Forgot about that. Because that was what? That was Along Came a Spider. Did you do another one? Yeah. Uh, uh, girls in cars getting hand jobs from boys. That's the one. Um, 
Uh, Whoa! The guy who directed Alex Cross also directed maybe another one of the worst ooh. movies, Stealth. Ooh, the uh, the Jamie Foxx Oscar follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very nice. He also directed Hurricane Heist. This, this I guy. love this guy. Bam, bam, bam. Cranking out and, hits and the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Hell yes. This guy and Triple X and the Fast and the Furious. Oh, this guy. Oh, who's you know this what? guy? Just the best director? Yeah, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. This guy rules. Uh, what's the fucking other Alex Ross? Like, Long Game Spider was like 98, and there's like a 2001 one. Yeah, I can picture it in my goddamn head. I keep wanting to say the lovely... It, it's not the Bone Collector. It's not that, the that's Collector. not Alex Ross. That's Lincoln Rhyme. Which you is, only know that because of the TV show. I do. Did your Starring, mom, does your mom watch it? I think she started. I, <laughs> I think, I think she actually started it, yeah. Starring the black guy from Grimm. Which, P.S., Drew, what? Drew, what? The black guy from Grimm? Yeah. Number one, what's Grimm? Well, that that was my next question. Drew, if you haven't seen six seasons of Grimm, I got good <laughs> okay. news for you. Literally, the whole show for six seasons is people turning into animals. So we're going to... Good have, TF, though, or bad? Some pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're yeah we're gonna have to have have to have a long off air discussion about Grimm. All right, or we just do an entire podcast. Maybe we'll just Grimm. do a podcast on Grimm. Uh, you are you are incorrect, sir, from the corrections department. Yeah. Uh, you said, "Along Came a Spider." Ninety eight. Two thousand one. That's two thousand one. Is there a ninety seven? Ninety seven. Kiss the girl. That's the one. Yeah. We got there. I believe I own both those on DVD. You own all movies on yeah. DVD. Why wouldn't you own those two? Have I seen, or do I remember anything about either of those movies? I kind of remember Along Came a Spider. I don't think I saw Kiss the Girls. Brian Cox in it. Went back in. So is Carrie Elwes. Mm. Does he have a mustache? That's how you pronounce it, right? Elwes? I've honestly never been super clear. I, I have no idea. Elves? I don't think it's elves. <laughs> Uh, oh, Anton Yelchin, R.I.P. Well, that's sad. We lost him. We lost him soon. Check off. Uh, what is your worst that I would not name? So... Is it because I like it or because I didn't no, see it? you didn't see it. No. It's it's not a well-known movie. Oh, okay. It's something you saw at some random point in your life. You are correct. So, yeah. So, I had two. I had That's My Boy. And in, uh, in 20... Uh, in 2012, I... Met my husband <laughs> and uh, started going to film festivals in 2013. Was it really 2012? It was 2012. Fuck. RF 2012. Wow. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, then started going to film the following year. So the first film festival I went to was VIF, not to be confused with YIF, 2013. The uh, the Yemen International Film Festival. The Yukon. <laughs> Yukon. I also think Yonkers. Oh, Yonkers. <laughs> Any Tommy Dreamer fans out there. Um, and for we were on a really good streak for, I feel like, like 2013 through 2016 of seeing mostly really good movies mm-hmm. and one unbearably terrible movie. And this was the very first one. So it's called You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. I almost recommend watching it for how bad and annoying it is if you're having if you're in a mood where you're having a bad day and want to make it worse Mm -hmm. this i feel like this movie is going to get the job done for you so like very brief plot synopsis uh from beyond the grave celebrated playwright antoine danthak 
gathers together all his friends who have appeared over the years in his play Eurydice. These actors watch a recording of the work performed by a young acting company, La Compagnie de la Colombe. During the screening, Antoine's friends are so overwhelmed by their memories of the play that they start performing it together, despite no longer being the appropriate age for their various roles. And it doesn't say, but the twist at the end is... Uh, the guy's not dead, and he's like, Hey, thanks for doing my play, assholes! <laughs> and then... <laughs> it's... I've... Yeah. To that point, I I feel like I had walked out of movies maybe hating them more, but, like, this was a film festival, and I had different expectations, and, and I... And Adam, who I saw it with, were just so mad at this movie. <laughs> just so mad. What is that? It's, yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Seriously, go see it. I think it's it's findable. Oh, that, is, that is bonkers. Yeah. You ain't seen nothing yet, or in its original French, uh, vous, vous, vous n'avez encore rien vu. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, and they have the song from Bachman Turner over Dorfman. <laughs> nice. They do not. Uh, so, now that we've gotten through the bad. Yes. Uh, f- so, f- favorites, number 11s, didn't quite make the cuts. Guilty pleasures, Guilty pleasures whatever. Whatever's. Yeah. Um, so. I got three. I, I think we also said we can only do three. Yeah. Worst we can do as many, three we can do, or five, here we can do three. I thought, we'd, I thought we had three for worst as well. I thought we said, I think we said for worst we can do as many as we want, right. but favorites is only three. Okay. Um, so there's there's three on, I have three written down that are, uh, <laughs> one is very different than the other two, and like... I did a theme for mine. Oh! Yes. Interesting. Because like, like, there's probably a couple that just barely miss my list that I think are actually better than some of them. Right. But it, I I stumbled on a theme. Because I, I, I would probably put compliance on there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't fit with the theme. Well, maybe, and maybe not calling it number 11 or Han then, just yeah. like favorite guilty pleasure or... Yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah. you know what it is. So, uh, the first one that I wrote down was Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Um, I love that movie. Disney, not Pixar. Disney, not Pixar. But you love Ralph Breaks the Internet even more. Yeah, because that makes sense. Calling it that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Wreck and Ralph's pretty fun. It's got some pretty good comedy in it. I love John C. Riley. Um, I I saw it in Rhode Island oh. with a second mention of the podcast, Drew Cordero, the world's fattest man. He's looking... He's puffy. Is this, he's a, is this puffy. a real bring-me-your-fattest-stripper and your skinniest boy? <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's fun, and, like, it's it's rewatchable. Like, watching it again and again, you don't just, like, know the exact... Every joke all the time. Like, you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But, like, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's, and, like, Sarah Silverman says pussy a lot for a kid's movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> talks about her pussy. Yeah. Not Sarah Silverman's pussy, but, like, the character. Yeah, Vanelope Vanille- Vanille- Von Schweetz pussy. Who is, like... A little girl. A little girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's one of mine. What's one of yours? Vanellope sounds... Uh, it sounds too much like fallopian. It sounds a lot like Penelope. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have to do all, all mine together. God damn it. All right, fine. Uh, so the third, the second one I put was an enjoyable little 
indie darling of a film uh, called Safety Not Guaranteed. Little indie darling called Argo. <laughs> uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Good one. Uh, if anybody has not seen the, seen it or has heard of it. Little you, prime Aubrey Plaza for you. Yes. But before you got to see her tits, though. So you yeah. were like still really into her. Cause yeah. Now that I've seen her tits, I'm like, meh. Um, also, Mark Duplass and yep. uh, I almost called him Joshua Jackson. Um, <laughs> you know, the other guy. Joshua Brolin. Joshua Brolin. Um, pretty much uh, the gist of it is somebody puts out an ad for... Uh, assist, research assistance for a time machine, yep. but cannot guarantee anyone's safety, uh, which is the title of the film. Ooh. Safety is not guaranteed. I see. Um, and then it's all about these journalists who go and try and find out who this insane person is that claims that they have a uh, has a time machine, and it is very enjoyable, very funny, very sweet, very heartwarming, and no spoilers. So nice. go see it. And the third one is. I don't think... Is this the one that doesn't fit with the other two? This is the one that doesn't fit with the other two, because this is the one that, like, I know is a bad movie. I see. Like, I know that if you were to make a list of the best movies of 2012, it would probably not even like, be in the top, like, 200. <laughs> like, you know that, in the way that you know that Godzilla 1998 is not a good movie, but... Absolutely. Could watch it every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, has an actor in it that I really like. Um, and I just, it is, it is a delightful little, little romp. Uh, I'm hoping to tell you this is, this movie's bad. I, I hope that I've well, seen it. I hope that I've seen it and think it's bad. I don't know. I, I'm like, the thing is, I'm admitting to you that it is bad. It's <laughs> but you're still putting it on the list. It's written by a director that I really like. Okay. Luc Besson. Ah. The movie is called Lockout. Ooh. Starring Guy Pierce. I, I, Space Prison. I I haven't seen it. Everyone I know who's seen it thinks it's super fun, so I can't. All argue. he does is throw cheesy, stupid one-liners, but not in a serious manner. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the CGI is really bad. Uh, nobody in the movie can act. Is it Guy Pierce? It's Guy Pierce. Yeah, I feel like Guy Pierce's career did not go the way he thought it was going to go. Probably not. Because, like, Memento comes out, everyone's like, whoa, guy, guy Pierce. Yeah. Like, he's going to be the man, and then he really wasn't. I don't know if it's his career choices. Like, he chose to only do, like, movies he thought were cool or fun. Yeah. Or he just wasn't given options. Because even after Memento, I don't think he was really like, oh, let's put him in, like, this next big Hollywood. No, it, it didn't happen that much. Like, he, he was in, was it L.A. Confidential? He was in L.A. Confidential. And then Memento was, like, a, big, a starring role. But then and he, was and like, he did great. Then he was in, like, previous, and then like, stuff. You know? yeah. And he's just done, like, smaller, like, yeah. lesser known movies. He appears to be uh, second lead in the new Vin Diesel movie, Bloodshot. Yes, he is. So that's pretty he's exciting. He's also in a really, really good movie called The Proposition. An Australian Western. I was thinking of The Proposal oh. starring Sandy Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Set in Canada, baby. I believe a movie that my sister stole from Blockbuster nice. as they were going out of business. Ballsy. Yeah. Ballsy. I like that. It's a good move. That is a good move. Uh, Guy Pierce is also... I'm like, good luck collecting your late fees when you're fucking dead. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, he, he... Yeah, he didn't really... Like, even it just, just even just kind of scanning through the it last, just didn't, like, several years... It didn't pan out. He's just done a lot of, like, nothing, you know? Like, he's got consistent work. I mean, he was in Iron Man 3. He was the, okay. the Mandarin yeah, that's right. in... The Mandarin. 
Uh, he was in Lawless. He was in Prometheus. The like, Time Machine. The Time Machine. He's like the only other starring role I can think of. Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, King's Speech, Animal Kingdom. Uh, I mean, he's in stuff. I do not remember him in King's Speech. What did he even do? He's there? King Edward the Eighth. Oh, he was the... Uh... The one that was that the one that married the princess of Monaco or something. Uh, the only other one that you're probably forgetting about that he was the lead in uh, was the Hurt Locker, which I never saw and don't care about oh, because because a woman directed it, yeah, and didn't really deserve an Oscar. Yeah. It was just because she was the only woman that directed that year. Kind of. I mean, it's also pretty fucking obvious. When the person presenting the award is Barbara Streisand, who's the only other woman that who had they, been nominated uh, for the Best Director. Yeah. And really convenient that she's giving out that award I mean, the year a woman wins it. Sometimes things line up and you get lucky. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bullshit. The Oscars <laughs> are rigged. Anyways, what are your three? I have a theme. Hangover that, 1 Special Edition. You got Hangover, Hangover 2, 2 Special Edition. <laughs> Hangover 3 Director's Cut. You know me too well. Uh, my theme... Uh, now, for in, intrepid close listeners, you'll already know where this is going, because I made a mention when you mentioned a previous movie. My theme is interesting documentaries. Mm-hmm. And those three are The Queen of Versailles, mm-hmm. The Woman Who Wasn't There, oh, I that one. and mm-hmm. The Imposter. Mm. Don't worry, the imposter will be mentioned later. Oh, cool. Like it. Okay, so we don't talk about that. Queen of Versailles is awesome. Rich idiots who lose all their money. <laughs> yeah, just like rich Florida trash. Who yeah, like just have too much money. It, they don't it, even it know is, what to do with it. It is classic. They should have never gave you beep money, but they're white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're Florida, so like yeah, close enough. And the woman who wasn't there is just mwah, just full on nine eleven stolen valor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was really, really good. It's great. It's the Steve Ranazzi movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if Steve Ranazzi was a bitch, then <laughs> <laughs> then this is that movie. Um, I don't know how that didn't hurt his career more. Well, his career wasn't. really I guess it's nothing that big. It was. It was the league and stand up and stand up and like stand up that nobody went and saw. Yeah, right. Like. Man, he played Bellevue so many times and we never went. Yeah, no, we got lots of free tickets. Um, P.S. Catherine Bigelow beat out James Cameron for Avatar. Beat her husband's. Quentin Tarantino for Inglorious Bastards. Lee Daniels for Precious. Uh, yeah. And Jason Reitman for Up in the Air. I feel like she is fourth at best on that list. Yeah, I would, I would give Like, I don't even think Avatar is a good movie, but James Cameron spent how many years making it? Yeah. And he's not going to win? And is spending the rest of his life making the sequels? Yeah. And, like, Inglourious Bastards is really good. So, like, Tarantino I think... probably should have fucking won. <laughs> I give to Tarantino of that group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But who are we to judge, Scott? We're not old white men. Oh, wait, we are. Yeah. What are we... <laughs> What are we doing wrong? Well, uh, is this a bad time to tell you that I'm transitioning? Ooh, to a young white man? To a young white man. (laughs) I'm going down in age, changing my sex. I like it. You know what? I might become Puerto Rican. I'm undecided. (laughs) I might just go, give me the works. Give me the works. I'd like to be a young Jennifer Lopez. I'd like to be Selma Hayek. (laughs) She's Mexican, you racist. I was thinking of Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) I'm Puerto Rican. But then then you said it and threw me off, so I didn't know what to do. Um, all right, top tens. Number ten, for me. Number ten, David Fincher movie. <laughs> Can't do it. Just referenced by uh, Just Scott Henson, 
The Imposter. Nice. Uh, I rewatched it this morning when I oh. got up. I had a coffee, I had some breakfast, and I watched The Imposter because I remembered it being good, but I couldn't remember what the twist at the end was. Mm. So I was like, if I'm gonna not put this on my list, I should watch it and see if it if it gets, gets you. On the list. And it, so it it bumped uh, whatever number ten was before. Um, yeah, excellent documentary. I'm not really one for. I don't like um, recreations. Uh-huh. I don't like that kind of style of yeah. documentary, but it really fit in this. Yep. Like, it didn't seem like... Because I feel like recreations are what you do to distract from having a really strong story. Yeah. You know? Because you're just like, well, we'll distract them yeah. by showing this guy stealing Yeah, and make it ball. sort of an actual movie and not a right. documentary. Because you're taking... Because you don't have the... the the, the context or, like, the amount of information to make yeah. a full of me, but it didn't really take away from it. And, like, the balls, the balls of this guy... Respect. ...to be in prison... Yeah. ...and still try and do it... Yeah. ...is fucking insane. What a guy. I love him. Uh, no no real spoilers on Goals. it. Because we want, you to, we want you to watch these movies. Yeah. But just, like, uh, I, I can't even tell them anything without nah. it going... It, it's it, just look at just just watch it. It's called yeah, the imposter. Like it's called it's called the imposter. You you can say that it, it's a a a long missing child shows up. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. like that it, would be in any with a description of the movie. Twists. Yes. Um. And I'd forgotten what the twist at the end was. And then uh-huh. when I saw this, I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. Think if I remember the twist at the end. Well, we, will, we may have to discuss. We will discuss afterwards. What is your number ten, Scott? Number Hansen. ten. Well, speaking of recreations in documentaries, oh. but a very different kind, the act of killing. Because mm. the the point of that because because it's this the, it's not a documentary where you're telling a story and in order to illustrate illustrate the story you're doing a film recreation. The point of this documentary. Is the recreation? Is to get them to do. The They're like, hey, murderers. <laughs> hey, mass genociders. Hey, mass genociders. What say you guys get to make a cool movie about your genocide? And they're like, sold. <laughs> and that's what this is. It's a very interesting documentary. And man, did a lot of people get killed in Southeast Asia that nobody really cares about. I love the one really fat guy who has to constantly dab himself with a towel. Uh, I love any sort of dabbing. I, I love, like, comedians at the Apollo doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just anything. I mean, I don't handle heat that well, and I'm only moderately chubby. <laughs> uh, I couldn't imagine living in Southeast Asia. To be fair, uh, chubby boys are more easily noticed by senpais. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 have, I would never like to go to Southeast Asia or India. Like, I would die. They still have the plague. <laughs> the I plague. I mean, I also don't need to wipe my butt with a cup of water. But With, with a child. But, like, the heat, I just, I can't do it. No. I can't handle it. It's, I don't like being sweaty. I don't like being uncomfortable. No. I don't like having a ball fog and swass going on. Yeah, no, I, I would like it to be, I'll, I'll try to convert to fahrenheit for you jerk offs listening but i would like for it to be 12 degrees celsius year round i like to wear jackets (laughs) i like i like brisk weather i don't need it too hot what's 12 in fahrenheit that's like 50s sure 
Um, I don't know if I ever learned the it'd be like calculation. Two and a low, half? Low to mid-50s. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Like, s- summertime, if you want to be in the 20s Celsius, you can be in the 20s. So, 70s Fahrenheit. But I believe 30 is 80. I think that is sure. the uh, thing. And both of those numbers can fuck off. I'm I'm done at 30. I'm fine with, like, an absolute max of, like, 24. Yeah. Like, max 24. Yeah. One, like, once you get upper 20s, I'm, sit, I'm out. Sitting between a 10 and a 15 is great good for me. Like, yeah. that's where I... Yeah. You know, where you can have the window cracked a little bit, yeah. but it's not because it's hot. It's just because you want the... You want a little bit of air. You, know? you can wear a velour tracksuit. Well, how does that stop you the rest of the year? I mean, I get very hot in the summer. <laughs> but you hold it in... You know, you, you, you keep yourself in a really, like, oh, I'm doing fine, sir. This is, a, this is very comfortable for me. Just, like, trickles of sweat going down, ignoring them. you suck it back in. <laughs> I love sucking back in the sweat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I had never seen it until I watched it for this. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, it's not on my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you weren't thrilled by it. I thought it was something you, you had a different. You had a different expectation. Because I think the trailer tricked me, is okay. I think what it was. Because I'd seen the trailer for years. Right. And what I thought it was, was that it was talking to the guys, getting them to recreate the thing, and then maybe the last, like, half an hour of the movie was, like, showing the movie versions of what they had done. Right, which it's not really. Which it's not really. Yeah. You're getting, like, bits and pieces of it as you go. Yeah, and that's it. And some of the, like, the actual, like, camera work and stuff is a little clunky for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because I went to film school. Oh, boy. Um, How long did it take to get to that? <laughs> but, yeah, it just, it wasn't what I expected it to be. I'm still going to watch, um, what's the second one? The Look of Silence. Look of Silence. Yeah. I'll still watch The Look yeah. of Silence when we it's get also to 14, because yeah. maybe I'll go into it with different expectations yeah. and then like it. But yeah, it was really not what I expected it to be or wanted it to be. That's fair. Uh, yeah, and Look of Silence is like the companion piece from the perspective of the genocided versus the genociders. Yes. Although one of those people is cooler than the other. Absolutely. Not going to say which one's which. Winners write the history books. Winners do write the history books. Um, my... Niner? Number nine. I don't know if this is, uh, is a popular opinion among most people. Um, it is literally directed by who I think is maybe one of the worst directors of the last like, 10 years. However, this is the exception of the decade. Because before... Um, I like several movies he did before this one and before this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Ayer... Yep. who did Suicide Squad and right. Bright. Uh, the movie's right. called End of Watch. I hear it's good. I have not seen it. It is really rad. Yeah. It is like... It's like kind of first-person shooter, but where, it's like... Where did that come up? Oh, I was listening to Paul Shear's other movie podcast about good movies, Unspooled. Him, it's him and uh, Amy Nicholson, like a movie critic. Didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and they did like an end of decade thing, and I, one, one of, of them, them mentioned, mentioned End of Watch. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, like police cam, body cam footage, vehicle footage, and then like sort of like kind of like found footage, but there's no like camera person. Yeah. But you're getting it from like all of these non like regular camera perspectives, but in very good quality. Like uh-huh. it's, it's not, doesn't look like. You know, uh, like a body cam would, yeah, right. Like, uh, and it's like Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Michael Pena, Pena, yeah, and they're cops in L.A. 
and they both have like their personal family lives and then they're just like it's literally just them like out on the beat like following them doing their day to day and yeah. just like how violent the bad parts of California of like Los Angeles and Greater Los Angeles can be. Yeah. There's like tons of gun violence. It's really violent and the ending is like hella depressing. Hmm. So like yeah, it's really dope. Yeah, I've heard I've heard it's very good. Yeah, I probably should have watched it, but uh, what are you going to do? How many movies can you watch? Two. There you go. Then I get tired. My number nine has been mentioned, and that number nine is Life of Pi. Mm. Uh, Oscar winner for Best Director, uh, which I believe got me a Final Jeopardy question correct. A while ago, yes. maybe maybe during the goat tournament. It was actually. the goat tournament because you, yeah. you said it to me. Because it was um, the two directors that have both that have won two best pictures. Was it was it that or was it? No, I think we, it was that. Yeah, it was two yeah. best pictures. Yeah. yeah, it was like twenty twenty first century Oscars. Yeah, the two directors that have won two best picture, and it was Coran uh, and Angley. Was it? Wasn't there a question though that was foreign language? Or like directors. Oh, maybe maybe foreign not... was. Uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, I, no. I guess the. Oh, I, maybe it wasn't twenty first century. Maybe it was all time, but it was the two foreign directors who had who had each won, won multiple multiple best, multiple best directors. Yeah, and, yeah. I think that I, I think, I think so. that was yeah. what it was. Yeah, and then yeah, the tw- then more recently, the twenty first century Oscars was uh, the actor who was won best supporting actor. In two movies, movies that, that won, won Best, Best Picture, Picture. Was which was Mahersh. Mahershal Lee. Yeah. Good actor. Um, gonna, so, yeah. Gonna play Blade. Is he? Yeah. Interesting. I guess he's due for, like... A, a big thing? A blockbuster type thing. Uh, I don't know if that's Blade, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, it's... Blade's Marvel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess... Is it... Will it be MCU? I think it's a standalone, standalone for now, and then and who knows? Then who knows? I think it might also be a Disney Plus thing, and not like a ah. like a movie movie. I think it might just be like, go to Disney Plus to watch it. Right. Give us your money. Sure. Uh, yeah. Anyways. That's fair. Um, do you... It's cool. Like, I like, yeah. I like it. It just didn't make my list. Uh, you, you probably didn't cry when the tiger walked away at the end? Uh, no, I did not. All right. So that's where we differ on that one. <laughs> yeah, like I like the visuals of it, and I think it's visually a very cool movie. It is visually very cool. I um, like that a lot. I love the part with the um, the whale shark. Yes, like that's a really really cool part. Yeah, um, and like obviously I understand the metaphor of the yeah. story. That that but that's my one complaint with the movie is that they hit the metaphor too hard. They they like not not even hit it too hard. Like they explain the metaphor yes. at the end, yeah. which I wish they hadn't. Yeah, that last it was, that last like four minutes of the movie. It was clear. Doesn't need to be there. No, I yeah, agree. You you absolutely. I would that. I would probably have it higher if not for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that almost kept it off the list. Also disappointed that Gerard Depardieu did not live longer. <laughs> yes. Disappointed. He is a very fat man, and I like him. Yes. He also quit France to become a Russian. So hell yeah, he gets it. That's the move. Yeah. Uh, number eight. For me, is a movie that I shamefully admitted to Scott that I had not seen before we started doing this podcast. I, although I feel like in the past I had said, "Oh yeah, yeah I've seen it," and then you were like, "Oh, okay, cool," and then we never talked about it. Oh, uh, one of the one of those. So I and like, so you're a liar. I honestly <laughs> have no reason why I didn't see it. Okay, like literally no. I 
I I enjoyed it. It's clearly on my list. I wanted to see it. I just just didn't. It just took me eight years to see I just it. Just didn't, and then I lied about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like the director as well. Okay, um, but that's Amore. Okay. Uh, yeah. After I think it was between last podcast and this podcast, like maybe the, right uh, a couple days later, and I said like, "Hey, uh, P.S. I know songs." <laughs> so um, but yeah, that that uh, I think um, very, very very sad. Very sad. Um, but also kind of like very like brutally honest, and I feel like not a lot of movies that are sad yes. like that are really because like it it's sad without at all being emotionally manipulative yes yeah it literally just plays out like a normal yeah a normal like how it would be in real life i loved how much the because like it it, it, it's a love story right yeah it's a a love story but like how much the husband's mental and physical capacity yeah while looking after his wife just continuously yeah grades degrades 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 yeah and it's like a a physical or emotional thing of like the thing he loves is going away. Yeah. So he's starting to go away. Yes. Right. I thought that was really, really beautiful. It's linked. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get what all the pigeon stuff was about. (laughs) I mean, that was kind of weird. I mean, Haneke, (laughs) he does some stuff. And like, but I did like to, I did like watching an old man try and get a pigeon out of his house. Yeah. Cause like you can only move so fast. The pigeons are like pretty fast. Yeah. Way faster than (laughs) Um, my number eight, uh, is, is it the first of the decade? I can't remember if there was our, uh, have we had Wes Anderson yet or is this the, this the first? Mm-hmm. What was, this is the first. This is the first. Uh, we'll see if he makes it a clean sweep for Scott, the decade. I'm going to feel like you've already answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> Considering both of us like him and he's made good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sure he's, list. he's uh he's got a good shot uh he's Moon... one of those directors that everything they've made for the decade is on the list yeah he's got a real good shot uh moonrise kingdom is this one it is not my favorite wes anderson movie yep, it true. is good enough to be top 10 for the year i uh it's got it, it's a it's a i don't it's got most of the wes anderson tropes in it it's uh it's got underage sex which is cool very cool. Very Wes, cool. Wes has got his finger on the pulse. Yeah. He uh, knows what we want. Yeah, I feel like someone said uh, Moonrise Kingdom is Wes Anderson's most political movie. <laughs> about raising the uh, age About of lowering consent. the age or of consent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that was good. Uh, you got your Bill Murray's. You got your uh, your Bob, Bal- Bob Balaban's the narrator. Big Bob Balaban, man. Big Bob. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun, it's cute, it's charming, it's, uh, clearly made by an autistic man who is good at movies, <laughs> which I appreciate. If, if it wasn't for Wes Anderson, would Jason Schwartzman have work? <laughs> good question. Because, like, what else does he do? Not a lot. Uh, he was in that, uh, HBO show I liked a lot, uh, Bored to Death. But if it wasn't for Wes Anderson... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No, he owes everything to Wes Anderson. <laughs> Absolutely, his whole yeah. life. Um, I need to rewatch Bored to Death. But I only I watched it like when it was on, but I haven't watched it since. I've never seen it, but I like three people in it. Like all, all three of them are awesome yeah. in it. Like it works great. I want to see it. I just yeah. haven't seen it. Um, my number seven. Which here's the funny thing: when I had originally written out the list, like when we started doing this, because yeah. I I went through and just sort of did like, well, here's all the ones that I think will be in all those years, and then I'll watch more and add and see what happens and to the list. Stuff, yeah. Right? 
like the weird thing is at the time this was my number one wow and then i kind of went through the lists and saw some more and stuff six and, beat it and it went down to number seven interesting it's, kind of, it's weird i don't know why i don't have a reason huh i just think that like the ones that i put above it i was like i really really like these movies and i like this movie but it just it couldn't yeah yeah uh, i'm interested in your former number one the master oh Okay. Yeah, I I don't I don't know I think maybe I should have rewatched it again. Interesting. Because if I'd rewatched it, maybe it would move up. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's such a complex movie. Yeah. There's so many things in it that you probably miss the first time around, and then when you watch it again, you're like, oh fuck, I didn't. So I think I should have probably had a chance to watch it because I did have to watch another one on my list to sort of see where it's at. Uh-huh. And so I probably should have had time to watch The Master, so maybe it would have gone back up to number one if I'd watched it again. Because I remember, I've only seen it the one time. Okay. The time that, like, whoever I saw it with in theaters, Yeah. that's the only time I've ever seen it. All right. And I remember being like, well, this is this is fucking great. <laughs> but maybe yeah. if I'd watched it again, it would have moved back up. I, I have no idea. But okay. I have a feeling it will be talked about later. It will. <laughs> so we can move on. In an interesting way. <laughs> Uh, seven, uh, which will also be talked about later or now or whenever, uh, cause you were doing some research on it today. Django Unchained. Django. Uh. The D is silent. The D is silent. But the N words aren't. Uh, this was the, sort of the entry of Christoph Waltz into the mainstream, uh, cause he's great in it. Jamie Foxx is super fun. Well, he uh, was, he was in... I'm sorry, that was yes. not this one. But this was like more of a le- kind. It of was, a but le- no, Ingor's Passage was his. Like he won an Oscar for it. Yes, and I remember reading when I was doing some like when I was rewatching it, is it's the longest and anyone has been in a movie time wise for supporting won best supporting actor. Interesting, because he's in it for like a hundred. Because he's in it as he, much as the he's lead. in it for like a hundred and twenty seven of the like hundred and whatever it is, 39 yeah. Yeah. it and is. Jamie like, Foxx's time is probably the same. Jamie Foxx is in it for or the less. whole movie. Is he in every I think he's in frame? every scene. Interesting, okay. I'm trying to think if there's any that he's not Something in. with the woman? No. No. Because Christoph Waltz is there. in the room, she's in the room, and he's behind the door. Yeah. So, I think he's in, I think he's in the whole movie. Huh, okay. And then Christoph Waltz is in, like, everything except for when he gets after that. Right. But yeah. It's the longest a uh, supporting actor has ever been in for winning it. Yeah, because I guess you can't submit more than one lead actor, and Jamie Foxx was the lead. I think you can. Or can you? I think you can. Because hmm. wasn't there talk of Bale and Damon both getting submitted for Ford Oh, Ferrari? yeah. I think there was talk of it. Huh. Because Damon wasn't nominated for Best Supporting. Yeah. So. No, that's true, yeah. yeah. I, wonder, I, think, I think you can. I wonder what the rules are on that. I don't know. But yes, anyways. Um, yeah, so, like... Classic fun Tarantino. Tarantino seems to be on a real streak since Inglorious Bastards of having a big wacky action ending. He likes to rewrite history. That's he does like, like to rewrite history. He likes uh, revision history with explosives. With explosives and just like tons of blood. Yeah, yeah. And he's a rad dude. I like hey, him. He is a rad dude. I like him a lot. I like him. He likes feet. By the transitive property, I like feet. <laughs> but you like you like pads. Yeah. Yeah. Not people feet. Not people feet. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, my number six was already mentioned. It was your number eight. 
That would be Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, so close. So are close. we are we gonna have a bunch of like near misses again? Maybe. True. Are we? Ever, I, are we ever gonna fucking kiss? Twenty nineteen. We're gonna have to kiss four times. Oh my I think, god. So. You just gotta hold out. Should we just we make the edge to twenty nineteen? Just make our twenty nineteen list together and kiss ten times. Yeah, we got all the same ones. All the same ones what are the odds? Yeah, we probably shouldn't have admitted to that right now on the podcast. Yeah, but, forget. Um, it's gonna be seven years before they. That's true. People will forget. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Moonrise Kingdom. I don't know. Like same, same thing you said. Not my favorite Wes Anderson, but it's still, still very good. Very good. Yeah. Really enjoyable. I think there's a lot of. Uh, I like. The girl in a pretty cool bird costume. Uh, I love when they discover them camping uh, by the lake, yeah. and then Bill Murray goes and like grabs the tent off of them and has a freak out. <laughs> yeah, that's really fucking good. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a like I mean, it's a Wes Anderson movie. It's, it's a Wes Anderson movie. There, there are no real, either, there yeah. are no bad Wes Anderson. No, movies. and either you like them or you don't. Yeah, there are people who are annoyed by them. I understand it, but as a fellow autist, I love them. <laughs> He's got a style. He sticks to it. Yeah. He has a cast. He sticks to it. Yeah. You know? And, like, his stories are original, and they're unique. Yeah. And none of them are really the same. No. So, like, yeah, maybe they, maybe some of them look the, the same. The, yeah, the vibe of a lot are the same, yeah. but they're not the same stories. Yeah. Like, he's he's a, a very interesting little mouse of a man. Yeah. Looking forward to the French Dispatch. Looks like a weasel. <laughs> he does look like a weasel. Yeah. He's very weasley. And also... Ron uh, Weasley, even though I've never seen it. <laughs> led to a... Uh, out of care, uh, uncharacteristically good SNL sketch a few Halloweens ago, where they did uh, like a spoof of a Wes Anderson Halloween movie, like the the Midnight Coterie of like yes. Untold Terrors or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like really funny. Yeah, it was really yeah. Good. he should make that. For and it was like like whoever did it clearly was an actual Wes Anderson fan. Damn. Yeah, because like all the like. Like, little nuances and, and like ridiculous symmetry in all the shots and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there were. Yeah, you could tell they actually liked Wes Anderson. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. What's your number six? Oh, you you said your number six. Uh, my number six is by uh by an Oscar nominated director starring an Oscar nominated director. How do you like that? How do you like that, motherfucker? Applesauce, bitch. Francis, ha. Hmm. Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig, fucking. You like it? You know you, you into it? You know I don't like one of them. So, Greta. I just want to hate her. I don't know why. Her, her, and Brie Larson. I just want to hate. No real reason. I feel like I just Brie Larson is more hateable. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really don't care for. I. Her. I like Greta. I like Noah Baumbach, though. Yeah. It's... I, w- I would have to watch them back-to-back to decide what's better between this and Marriage Story. Because both are excellent. Hmm. The... Just, like... His his writing is so good and so natural and real. Is it, it just because he's writing about his life? I think so, and but... Like you're supposed to write about the stuff you know, hey. which is your depressing love life? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I. I assume a quote from this led to an unsuccessful uh, Ron Funches uh, NBC sitcom, Undateable, because that's definitely the first ter- first time I ever heard that word was in Francis oh. Ha. <laughs> so, and as soon as I heard it, I definitely uh, called my sister that all the time. So. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. Take that. What was her? What was her hooker name? Oh. Uh, what was it? Uh, I'd have to go back and check. I do not remember offhand. 
will remember. By the end of this, you'll just go, ah, and then you'll just yell <laughs> it out loud. I'll try. Persimmon, no. <laughs> it might have been, like, a fruit or vegetable or flower or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> I don't remember. Honeysuckle. <laughs> um, Hyacinth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number five is a movie that I really, really like. Come on, give me a match, it's, man. Have, has, neither of us said it yet? No. Okay. I'm feeling good. Come on, man. Come I, on. Come on, man. No, I come don't on, think, man. I don't think it's going to be because I don't on, think it's on your list. Come on, man. I don't think it's on your list. I think we're too different. Mm. Um, it is the Sam Mendes nope. directed Skyfall. Oh, we are different. I really like that movie. I like the visuals of it. I like the I don't. action-y, Bondy. I think it's one of the better... Uh, Bondy movies. Skyfall um, is good if you watch it after Spectre. Because <laughs> Spectre sucks. Oh, sure. Yeah, Spectre's terrible. And but... it makes Skyfall look good. I don't know if Skyfall is necessarily well, good on its own. It's on my list. But I that's, like it. I'll, I'll allow it. I like it a lot. That's fine. I like the darkness of it. And it's Javier Bardemness where he's got a giant penis. You can't tell he's got a giant penis, but he gave his character a giant penis. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's a he's a fucking actor. <laughs> and, and, and he fucks. He fucks. Yeah. Javier Bardem does not play characters where he doesn't fuck. Like, even if it's just off screen. I kind of had it in my head that Javier was the bad guy in Quantum of Solace. Who's the bad guy in that? Um, a French guy. Okay. Um, and then um, it's Javier in Skyfall and, and the aforementioned Christoph Waltz in... Spectre. And also the new one. And also the new one. Which, even though, I'm pretty sure they killed an Spectre, but whatever. Uh, yeah, but whatever. To uh, quote Star Wars, nothing ever really dies. Uh, I wish Star Wars would die. Oh, well. uh, Matthew Amalric. Ooh, would have been a while before I got to and that he, name. He's a French actor that you know from... Oh, he's in Grand Budapest. Okay. And Munich. Ah, Munich. That's a this, movie I could stand to rewatch because... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All three hours of it? Yeah, because I feel like it's good and people like it, but I think I was maybe not in the right mood and was bored when I watched it. I like it. I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. I think I... It's, it's Spielberg, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could stand to rewatch me. But. But. The bad guys are the good guys in it. I know, it's very confusing. Yeah. Maybe that's why I had a problem I don't want, with it. I don't want to cheer for them. No. You could you could root for like parts in the middle where the bad guys get where the quote unquote bad guys get the advantage. That's true. Yeah, or the or the beginning. Or the, the, be- be- the beginning. Watch it backwards, oh. guys. If you take one thing away from this podcast, watch Munich backwards. <laughs> okay. So, what's your number five? My number five is um, now. This is one I don't know if you like. So we we could. Um, we could have number fives that the other doesn't care for. But maybe you do. Or maybe it's your number one. I don't fucking know. I don't know you, man. You do know me. I do know you. But I'm, I'm this movie I'm not sure about. I feel like you could go either way on this movie. Beast of the Southern Wild. What do you think? I don't like it. You don't like it? Not really. Okay. I really like it. Well, you're the one person. And I don't... You and the Academy. Me and the Academy. The only people. Me and fellow old white men. Hush puppy. Yeah. Gators full of explosive gas. That's awesome. That's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a, it's like cool setting... It's, uh, I mean, the kid does does great. I mean, it got her Black Annie. I mean, that's worth something, right? Blanny? Blanny. It got her Blanny, guys. Mm-hmm. Quo, Quovenzene Wallace, I believe. Quo, Youngest. Quovenzene? Quovenzene? 
youngest Oscar yes. nominee? Yeah. yeah. She beat out Anna Paquin. Paquin? Yeah. Totally fuckable Anna Paquin. Not now. Then, yes. Oh, yeah. Piano Anna Paquin? Wearing that beret. Mwah. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie has something in common with The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou in that um, they both have a scene right near the end of the movie where a person or a group of people uh, encounter a large, almost semi-mythical animal. And I found both scenes extremely emotionally affecting. Hmm. Like, I don't know what it is, but they both absolutely get me. And that that scene is what put this movie where it is. I, like, I, I like the whole thing. The whole thing's interesting. I love that the dad has AIDS. Anything with dad AIDS, I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> of <course. laughs> What a silly question. <laughs> but, yeah, just the... the sort Like, because the movie sort of has cutscenes with the, the actual beasts of the Southern Wild, which is, is not, like, an actual real part of the movie. But it's great. And, and there's something just, like, really powerful about the payoff of it that I really like. It's like, uh... Where the Wild Things Are, but on acid. <laughs> sure. That's a good movie, too. That I like that movie a lot. Spike Jones, baby. Oh, nine? Definitely never being spoken of again in this podcast. No, we'll, um, we'll definitely never mention Spike Jones. Yeah, I really like that movie a lot. That movie's really great. Yeah. Uh, Beast of the Wild, I feel like when I saw it, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. When you saw it, you hated Black Hill? So yeah, it, it only was only when I saw that. So movie. it was sometime in your adult life. <laughs> um... Maybe I wasn't fully paying attention when I watched it, but I just remember being like, "Oh, this is a fine." <laughs> yeah, I, I dig it. I could I could rewatch it anytime. Uh, well, number my number four, uh, unfortunately, will be ending the streak of French language films as Ooh. my number one. True, keep talking. Oh no, true, keep talking. Because this movie is. French. Keep fucking talking, Drew. <laughs> I w- I, right now, I wish this was a video podcast. Because <laughs> I'm giving him such eyes. <laughs> it involves... Uh, amputations? Yeah. And then... And orcas? And then... And pit fighting? Or, like, warehouse fighting? <laughs> ba- backyard bare-knuckle brawls? The movie. It's called Rust and Bone. Drew, I have terrible news for you. We have to kiss... Uh, well, I've got, um, I sort of had a tie for my number four. Okay. And the tie was between Rust and And Bone. bone. Kiss me, fatty. (laughs) Curse me, fatty. (laughs) How are we handling kisses? Off, off air. Off air? That's going to disappoint. And we're kissing the tip of each other's penis. (laughs) We're going to put lipstick on it and kiss it. Do we just... I think we have to do them on air, and I know there people are going to be mad if we do them off air. They're going to be super mad. Do we like for each one just like like I I kiss you one, and then next one you kiss me, and just alternate back and forth? How do you want to handle this? This is something we should have discussed earlier, but here Ooh, we are. That is interesting. Yeah. Whoever says it first, okay, gets kissed. All right, come here. I'm going to give you a kiss. <laughs> this is a real kiss, guys. Number four, Rustin Bone. Rust and Bone. Uh, it's got 
Did you did you enjoy the uh, amputee sex? Because I enjoyed the amputee Fuck sex. Fuck, <laughs> yes. That was great. I mean, when she... The way she became an amputee was fucking wild. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I did not think... Like, I I didn't know really anything about the movie. I knew it was a good French movie. Yeah. And then... Because that, I was I was not ready for it. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It came out of it fucking nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. And like, yeah. n- nowhere. I'm like, that's what the movie's going to be about? Nowhere in the marketing of the film no. are you to believe that's what's uh-uh. happening. It just looks like a French romance. Yeah, there's more to it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like Marion Cotillard is amazing. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I really like Matthias Schoenorts. He was yeah, like bullhead like for my 2011. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he's in some Ali. stuff. Yeah, he's uh he's great. Uh, and just like yeah, like the the um, the way that it's filmed. Especially like when yeah. he's when he's fighting and stuff, just kind of seems so. The like, fighting is like so realistic, like like raw and brutal. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's not like it doesn't look like super choreographed. Yeah. like you know, big budget. It doesn't fighting. look like movie fighting. It literally just looks like they were like, "Do you guys want to fight?" They're like, having an actual. Do you want to fight for real? Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's just fight for real, and then they fight for real. Yeah, because like everything about it is like animalistic. Like yes. it's not. It's not like, yeah, I'm going to throw a punch here, and then you like turn your head to take the. <laughs> it's just like punch him, like, fucking punch him. But yeah, it's it's rad, and it's like it's yeah. it's got yeah, so many so many ups and downs. Yeah, that was the uh, most pleasant surprise of the ones I hadn't watched before mm-hmm. we started this, mm-hmm. and uh, I did I because I as per usual I made the list now, <laughs> and I had a solid one two three and then a chunk for the rest, and then as I was sort of ranking these, I'm like oh. I guess Rustin Mode is number four. I guess you're my number four. Because it's better than the rest of them. And, it, so. and it's stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we did it. All right. So, oh, what's, what's number three? <laughs> uh, Crossed off them fours. Number three is a movie I'd never heard of until my, let's call him friend, um, <laughs> noted uh, self-hating Mexican Jordan Vasquez. Okay. Uh, brought, Shout out. Brought to my attention not that long ago. Uh, it is a movie from the great... Depression. Not country, but region known as Hong Kong. Ah. And the movie is called Drug War. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. But it fucking rules. It's your number three. Wow. It, yeah, well, I'm, I'm into weird things. That's fine. Uh, it, is, it is a crime, like drugs, um, smuggling kind of thing, and it's about... Like, it's essentially about, like, the one good... I feel like this is in every, like, Jackie Chan movie, but it's about, like, the one really good, honest cop in the Hong Kong Police Department. In a sea of corrupt cops? In a sea of corrupt cops. You know, it's really speaking to the tone of real Hong Kong. True. Um, And it's, you know, it's about, like, they're, they're trying to stop this new drug from getting on the market and killing a bunch of the population... And they go undercover, and they've got, like, this sort of, like, uh, you know, Ocean's Eleven-style, okay. like, switcheroo, and, uh, which is really cool. And then there's, like, tons of gunfights and stuff, and then they sort of discover where all the drugs are being brought in from. So in this one, because it's set in Hong Kong, and they made... So they... they 2018, they made a remake of it okay. in Korea. Mm. And in Korea, the bad guys are the Chinese people. Hell yes. In the Hong Kong one, I think the bad guys are Indonesian. Okay. Um, or Thai. I think it's Indonesian. So Korea remade it so they could make the correct movie. Yes, so that they could make the real bad guys <laughs> bad guys. Um, although China and Hong Kong know the same thing. Uh, yeah. But also neither number one bad guys. <laughs> number one. Oh, forever not number one. <laughs> 
Um, Jersey retired. Jersey retired. So, um, yeah, and then it's like this weird thing where, like, the ones that are cooking the drugs, it's like this brother and sister who only speak in click clicks and whistles. Okay. It's really weird. It's really cool. <laughs> but, like, yeah, super violent, but there's, like, a little bit of comedy to it. Okay. And, like, the lead guy, like, the main actor is, like, really, really good. He, like, he's really serious when he needs to be, but there's, like, a lot of weird, like tension-breaking comedy in it, but, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really good. I had never heard awesome. of it until he, Jordan suggested I watch it, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's rad. Oh. And the remake is pretty good, and the funny part is that I watched the remake and then was like, oh, I've seen this before. Like, ah. I've seen this movie before. And I was like, no, I haven't. But then realized... <laughs> sort of have. It's literally just... It's a shot-for-shot shot remake. Oh. But, like, in obviously in Korean instead of right. in Cantonese? Is that what... What do people in Hong Kong speak? <laughs> Uh, Cantonese, right? Mandarin, yeah, mainland China, I, I think so. Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah, so it's just in in Korean instead of right. Cantonese. Interesting. I like it. I will check that out. Um, my number three is the last one on my list that hasn't been mentioned yet. Oh. Um, and I would assume your number two or one. Hmm. Uh, what do you think about Jagten? <laughs> uh, or in English, the hunt. Feel pretty good about it. Feel pretty solid about it. Pretty solid about it. Should we? Should we wait on that and? Yeah. Okay. Well, probably sure. <laughs> uh, your number two. My number two has already been mentioned. Okay. Obviously, if you go by deducing, you can figure out what it is. Probably could, but I'm. I, is but silent, I, but I, the ends are not. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot you hadn't um, done Django. I don't know if you're aware of this, Scott, because I don't really tell you a lot of my personal information. Um, I think you told me a lot of your personal information. Okay. Well, in all sincerity, this is a real, this is a real, real <laughs> statement. I'm coming at you in reality right Should now. we pause? I don't, I don't like getting real on the podcast. Paused <laughs> or pause, P-O-Z. Are we getting paused? Are we, are we P- chasing the bug? P-A-W-S or P-O-Z? Anything a bit P-A-U-S-E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I genuinely really like spaghetti westerns. Like, yeah. I, I fucking love them. Um, and this movie is like... It's such a cool throwback yeah, it's to a, classic spaghetti westerns. Yeah, it's a cool film nerds homage <laughs> Which is to exactly what I am. Exactly. <laughs> right? To like yeah, cuz like Tarantino's just like the the best nerd. He's the best nerd. Yeah. And he like doesn't give a fuck about like what people think about him yeah. or like he'll he does whatever he thinks is cool. Yeah. And if people think he's like a creep or a racist or a pedophile or whatever, <laughs> he's like I don't fucking care. I'm making a movie. Yeah. Like fuck you. The the things that it, that, are, that are like the the most amazing to me is all of Christoph Waltz's dialogue in that movie makes yeah. him sound like the smartest man that's <laughs> ever lived. And it's incredible yeah. cuz like He's speaking in such a proper tone and a, like like with proper like dialogue and pronunciation and execution. Yeah. Um, but it's not boring. It's no. It's it's exactly what it needs to be. I know. Like the the character is like super compelling. And the fact that he makes all of those like dumb Southerners seem so much dumber. Yes. Because they don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Is incredible. But just the opening scene of that movie, I don't. I don't know if you remember it, but it's... Opening scene is what? It's when the two uh, slave traders are in the dark in the night, and they're going through the forest with the right. slaves. Yep, okay. Everything about that scene, like the setup and like how it looks, yeah. and just the way that Christoph Waltz acts in that part, just with like the fast killing, the horse falling on the guy and breaking his leg, and then just like the yeah. way he's talking to Django and stuff is like... 
it brings you, it hooks you into that movie so quickly. Yes, yeah, you're you're on board like, immediately. Oh, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm in this movie. Yeah, like you're probably going to be in the movie regardless, but you're like, oh, if this is what the movie is, you sold me. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it's like three and a half hours long, but it goes. It's not that long, is I think it? It's like yeah, it's, or sorry, three two and, and a half. half, two and a half. Hours yes, long. it's two and a half. Two and a half hours long, but it. Um, it's not the it Ir- it, it's not the Irishman. It's not the Irishman. The Irishman, uh, which I will not see. Irishman, um, men only. It uh, it doesn't seem that long though. No, like it no, no, goes it, it, by it moves. Really smoothly. It totally moves, yeah. Because um, you get a lot of scene changes and like it, it, changes. stuff's always happening. And just like all yeah. the random cameos of people, yeah. Like fucking Jonah Hill, Jonah why, Hill, why do we need fucking Jonah Hill, and um, starring John A. Hill, John A. Hill as himself, like as himself, a KKK member. Big transition too, like between fat and skinny. He didn't know what he was doing. He was, he was going up and down. Didn't so know like, what he was doing in 2011. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's everything I love about westerns and Tarantino movies. Yeah. And, and like I said to you earlier, like I'd forgotten what the ending of the movie was. Like I thought it just ended with the, the shootout. shootout. Yeah, there's, and then there's like another like there's twenty-five a, yeah. minutes, and then there's a real exclamation point at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a real, there's a real uh, as much dynamite as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Also holds the uh, the distinction of the most n words used in a movie. Until we make our movie. Well, or until people did it really beat forty-two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's shocking. I mean, 42 is only those two scenes with... Is 42 the most said by one guy, Alan Tudyk? Probably, probably. <laughs> but yeah, for like this movie, I don't remember what the exact number was, but it's a lot. It makes sense that it, like, it's thrown around pretty literally. I'm like, it's, it's, if you look at it, every character in the movie yeah. that is white says it. Yeah. Bruce Dern is in it for like two minutes. That's right, yeah. And he says it a couple times. I Jordan, mean... Jonah Hill says it, Don Johnson says it. Yeah. Um... Like, DiCaprio. DiCaprio says it. Tarantino says it, obviously. Yeah. And then Sam Jackson says it a bunch. Yeah, but he's and not the, white. No, I know, but like, yeah. as far as everyone's saying. Yeah, it. like Django says, I mean, Jamie Foxx says it a bunch. Yeah. And like, even Christoph Waltz says it a bunch. Like, yeah. every character in that movie says it, like, at least once. Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. And then, of course, obvious trivia. Um, hey, did you know Leo DiCaprio, like, really hurt his hand in that scene and then he kept going? Can you believe it? Can you believe that he smashed his hand on some glass and cut himself and then just kept going? Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. Let's give him an Oscar in a few years, but not for this one. Or... Yeah. And, or... like, that's that's a whole other discussion <laughs> on top of it. Uh-huh. But, like, if anything, like, this deserves it more than The Revenant. Kinda. Like, this one is more of a, like, uh, a, an actor getting into a character and sticking with a character. Yeah. Than just doing physical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, being in the wilderness, tough. Yeah. Not really acting, though. It was just him getting his ass oh, kicked in the revenue. Cool. Yeah. Oh, a bear. Yeah. Like, this yeah. one, he's like in character and he's like yelling and screaming and acting. Like, it's great. Like, yeah. This is one that he should have won it for. No, it, it's a great role. For sure. Um, for shiz. Money is. Number two. Uh, previously mentioned, Amor. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like sad, depressing, sad, depressing, sort of Scandinavian, but not really because Germany doesn't really count. German slash French slash slash English. Yeah. There's a lot of languages in this movie. Um, yeah, I I like, uh, Haneke a lot. He's a really like smart director and is very deliberate about all of his shots. And, uh, yeah, uh, like this one, obviously like very emotionally affecting too, but I was, it was really interesting like how it emotionally affected me like when um like i i did not cry cry mm-hmm. um when the husband does the deal does the deed let's say yeah. um le- legit like 
like a cartoon, one single tear just like falls out of my eye. I, I don't start crying. Mm. Like that was it. Well, I'm like, this is unusual. You were the, you were the the Indian <laughs> seeing all of the garbage. Literally, on his I was land. the Indian seeing all the litter. <laughs> it was yeah, but like I I can't even think of another movie where I had that specific response right. to it. Right. It was it was very interesting. It, it just yeah, just very engaging. Does the deed. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very well crafted film. Yeah, like everything about it is. Yeah, and yeah. and that that's the case with like all all Hannigans. I, I I said there's a couple other Hannigans you should uh, see for sure. Uh, Cache definitely. You've seen Funny Games. I've seen Funny Games. Uh, Cache is great. Definitely see I've that. I've actually seen both Funny Games. Both Funny Games. Yeah, and both are good. Both are good. Yeah, uh, originals better than yeah, yeah. remake, but. Uh, yeah. So, both so, both of our number ones have obviously so, been mentioned. I know your number one. My number Do you know my number one? Well, it's probably the one that was going to be my number one, and then you haven't mentioned. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so, because we both like it and the director, so. Yeah. Um, my number one, which uh, has not been mentioned, is, you know, you know how I don't like musicals? I do know that. Well, good because the musical is not my number one. I, I I would be shocked if it was. You thought um, you thought Lou uh, Love Lame is yeah. Um, no, I would lose my mind if your number one was Lame is. <laughs> I would absolutely lose my mind. Yeah, we, uh, we vaguely you, you you said it was on your list. It's your number three. Yeah. Um, the hunt. The hunt. Um, Mads. Mad about Mads. Mad about Mads. Mads. Mads is is an amazing actor. Um, he's a Danish national treasure. He really is. I wish he was my national treasure. You wish he was in. National I wish he was in National Treasure. You wish he was Nicolas Cage. I wish I was in National Treasure, and at the end of the treasure map was Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. <laughs> the treasure was to find missing. Yeah. Mads. Yes. Yeah. Mads missing son. Um. I mean, I don't even know where to go with this. So the 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 idea of the story is. Mads is, he's not a teacher. He's like, uh, it's a, he, he's he like has, an assistant. He or, has a job that exists in Europe and doesn't exist yeah, here. Yeah, he's like, a, he works at a school. He, he's like a, uh, a therapist. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, he's just like, yeah, he's not specifically a teacher. Yeah. But he works with children at a school with the teachers. Like he, yes. he sort of like is just a body to be Some there to help out. Facilitator. Yeah. Coordinator. Like, yeah. Or... It's like, yeah, it's a job that probably should exist at all schools, but only exists in Europe because they, they like understand like social progress and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, yeah. Investing into their future. Yeah. Uh, which is the children. Um, I believe the children are our future. Sure. Yeah. Does that mean you teach them teach them well and let them lead the way? Oh, whatever that fucking Whitney song is. You're you're a Greta Thunberg person. I'm a, a big Greta boy. Yeah, Greta I, Greta boy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you've been a boy for a long time. I'm a boy. I'm. I told you, I'm a fountain of youth. B O I. B O I. B O I. Um. So yeah, he's like uh, whatever he is. He's got a position, and his friend's daughter, who he obviously is around all the time, yeah. outside of school as well as in school. Um, is very young. She's like five, five, maybe. Yeah, like kindergarten. Um, and she doesn't really understand the meaning of like actual love. Like, there's yeah. like the love that you say to like your family members or like your, you know, close people very close to you. That is just like a term of like you're my family and I love you. Uh-huh. Um. But she sort of develops like a childhood crush thing yeah. on Mads Mikkelsen and then doesn't understand that like that's not how what it is and sort of 
gets confused by it, and then when she gets confused by it, gets angry because she's a child. Yeah, and, and doesn't know how to and process. Does, and doesn't know how to process or, like, emote correctly. Yeah. Um, and tells her parents yeah. that he, like, made the moves on her. Touched her. Touched her, yeah. essentially, right? And then... Falsely. Falsely, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he, he literally does nothing... Other than just be her teacher, like he's not a pedophile. No, no, he's, he's he's just a good guy. But because she says it, like completely ruins his fucking life. It is time for the hunt. It literally, yeah, literally, it's time for the hunt. And like, I like, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because like, there's a lot in it. But it's just about how his like literally everybody turns on him. Yeah. Like everybody is out. Yeah, to his get him. his life just explodes. He has a son who's like. Yeah. 13 something like that 13 ish yeah um and it like completely ruins his fucking life yep. he's got an estranged wife yes who also gets involved in it yep um and then like yeah so it's literally just about how this one little like completely innocent childish thing yeah like completely explodes his entire fucking life and ruins everything mm-hmm. and like there's one really big scene in it that like i don't want to say because you gotta watch it but that it was just like how dark everything can get in that one thing. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's fucking bonkers. The final scene, mm-hmm. or, like, the final shot... Yeah. Um, almost made it my number one. Ooh. Yeah. Because it's so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't want to say it. Because, it, like, it's it's very powerful, and, like, it really... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... It, yeah. And, like, I don't even remember, I just remember, like, I think randomly, because it was on Netflix for a while. Okay. When it first came out, I think. And it was just sort of, like, a thing. I'm like, oh, I like Mads. So I'm like, yeah. I'll just watch it. And then watch it was like, like, whoa. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I, uh, my, I didn't know how to rank my one, two, three. Right. I knew they were. The Hunt, Amour, and The Master, which I'm saying now is my number one, and most have already deduced. Uh, it could have kind of been those in any order, but that's... I think that's what I landed on. I think I landed on The Master number one just for the fucking powerhouse acting of both leads mm-hmm. in it. Like, Joaquin and PSH are both so good in it, and both should have won Oscars. I don't think either did. I think they're both nominated. I think neither won. Well, no, because Joaquin won his first one this year. Really? Yeah, I don't think he won for Joaquin, did. I thought he did. No, I thought only What's-Your-Face won. Well, maybe only What's-Your-Face won. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese? Reese? Reese's Pieces. I'd like to see Reese's Pieces. I've already seen them. They're fine. <laughs> But yeah, I love the the not subtle uh, send up of Scientology. Because hmm? he was nominated, but he didn't win. Yeah, but say, say, the master walked the line and Gladiator. He was all nominated and didn't win. Oh, so so this was Joaquin's first Oscar. Joker was his first Oscar. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I would I would have bet he won for Walk the Line, but uh, yeah, no, he like he should have won for uh, how were how were they nominated for this one? Was one lead one supporting? Were they both supporting? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman says, and then I'll tell you. Uh, he was nominated as Best Supporting, and Joaquin was nominated as uh, Best Lead. 
Okay. So he got leads. So Joaquin. More often than that, I think that makes sense. I think Joaquin's probably got a little more screen time than Hoffman. Yeah, and he he starts out the movie like he's in the yeah beginning, whereas Hoffman's not in. Yeah, cause, yeah, because you have to establish Joaquin, and then yeah. Hoffman shows up. I was gonna say, is that his last sort of like uh, sorry, um, films from Hoffman's last like big thing? Um, but then I was like, oh well, he, I mean, he's in the Hunger Games. I don't know if that counts, but it, I mean, those were big. What's movies. his last real good thing? Uh, a a most like, wanted man. I think that's good. I haven't seen it. I, haven't seen I think it it's supposed to be pretty good. Twenty fourteen, we can watch it. Yeah. Anything else after the Master? Um, he did God's Pocket. I don't know what that is. Eh. And a late quartet. Eh. Oh, same year as the Master. Okay. And then his last thing was in an episode of the TV show. Happyish. Weird. What the fuck is Happyish? Uh, is that a Steve, bla- Steve Coogan, Catherine Hahn? I don't know. Is that a Blackish spinoff that came before Blackish? Possibly. Hmm. Good day. Uh, Blackish does have a spinoff, right? Yeah. Mixedish. Mixedish, and then there's also Grownish. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a lot. Although, uh, we may have to give Blackish a chance because they're dropping New Japan dropping references, New Japan. <laughs> which is wild. That's crazy. There's obviously a wrestling nerd on the writing yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'm writing for Black. Oh, good for you. Yeah, you're the you're the token hire. I'm the token hire for a Black <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, yes, I, but I, I agree. Like both of them should have probably gotten. Yeah, they're yeah. they're both yeah. phenomenal. And like like the scene where Hoffman's making Joaquin walk like back and forth <laughs> to the window. <laughs> yes. The 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 party with all the naked people. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, I, I love the whole thing in the department store where he's taking the pictures and has the freak out. Yes. Like, that one's pretty well, Yeah, well, yeah. I f- it, this might have just been a documentary about Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Just leading us to the Joker. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a Joker prequel. You could absolutely read this as a Joker yeah. prequel. <laughs> yeah. And also, that's cool that the Joker's about Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this rules. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, I like 94 percent of paul thomas anderson yeah i was gonna say is he gonna have a clean sweep but then i thought you, no it, no he's he's not no unfortunately well um are we talking about inherent vice oh oh no yo no, oh. i like that one you like that one and, you don't and like, that, or i don't like uh the other that's, that's right that's right, right. So. yeah he's not, no he's I, not have a clean I, sweep. I i don't think inherent vice is gonna make i'm it not entirely certain that inherent vice is gonna have it It'd yeah. be on my list i, I like wouldn't, it i wouldn't mind rewatching it though well, we can I do, I do like Josh Brolin yelling about pancakes. <laughs> yeah. That I do like. But I feel like it's a very dense and confusing story because it's a dense and confusing book that I believe the author said could never be filmed. Which is why <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson said, like, hold my beer, basically. Oh, yeah, pretty much, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I've only seen that once in the theaters. So I, I could rewatch it, but I don't see it. Because is it... 14. Oh, <laughs> You know what? I'm not even going to bother rewatching it because 14 is so fucking yeah, strong. No. There's no chance Inherent Vice makes it, actually. It's definitely going to be on my, like, uh. Things to discuss. Ha- Hans. Sure. You know? But yeah, I, I cannot see that making a top 10 for 2014 for me. Um. So yeah. That's all of them. That's all the movies. We're done. It's over. Get out. Okay. Now you, the listeners. Yeah. I'm going to stay. Because we got a lot of gay things to do. What were uh, what were our off air conversations? We don't need to off air because because we, we did that on air. Uh, we have to off air talk about Grimm a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, what was what was Grimm on? Like regular tele- network television? NBC. 
weird. Six seasons on NBC. Like, is it based off of Brothers Grimm? Yes. Yeah. It's great. Is it? A, is there any crossovers with um, Sleepy Hollow? No. Mm. It it needed no crossovers. It mm. stood on its own. Wow, six fucking seasons. six fucking seasons. Where was I? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I should have talked about it more when it was on. It was like my little secret. <laughs> I was the only one who watched Grimm. It was it was very exciting. I'm like looking at all the cast and stuff and was like, oh, this is a real network television show where I, where I know almost no one. Yeah. There's there's the black guy who's in Lincoln Rhyme now. There's the white guy who shows up here and there on things. There is one female actress who I don't, I don't know what I know her from, but I think she's super hot. There's a female who is cute and turns into a fox. Is it her? It is absolutely her. Oh, she's a slut. She's, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's cute. I yeah. like her a lot. Yeah. I don't know what I know her from, but... Uh, she... Oh, she... Uh, this isn't what you know her from, but I saw her in something, and I'm like... And I couldn't remember she was from Grimm, but I'm like, I know this bitch. She was playing the stand-in for uh, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's girl, in the uh, SVU episode about Epstein. Ah! Yeah. She was a very good, creepy Ghislaine. And I was like, but but I was mad the whole time that she wasn't turning into a fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what I know her from. She was in an episode of Andy Richter Controls the Universe, which is she's an American by two. Which is Loki slash not Loki, the best, the best show. show. Yeah, it's Andy Richter great. Controls the Universe is so good. It can really do with a also a uh, Michael Pena's debut. Really? Yes. Interesting. One episode, he plays a copy boy that Paget Brewster fucks. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 